So last time you guys got to meet me and a little about me, you know, my lifestyle. Um, here you're going to learn all about, about Andrew, his lifestyle, what led him up to high energy dog care and this podcast and just about him in general. So stay tuned um, and you'll hear about more about that. All right. Bye. So before dogs, um, what did you do, school, work, um, what was your background before getting into the crazy world of dogs? Um, well, uh, sorry. So when I was in high school, uh, God, it's going to be a pain remembering back then. So <clears throat> I went to a few different high schools. Uh, I started at Braintree Hut. No, sorry. started at Severian Brothers, all boys school, Catholic school. Religion's not really my thing, so like I didn't enjoy that aspect. Um, I the reason I went to Severian was to get away from Braintree Public Schools. <laughs> Sorry, Braintree, uh, just because it was like severe bullying. Like I was like suicidal. The whole like you know not yeah. to get all like deep here, but um, you know I was struggling in middle school, so I was like, all right, let's go to Severian. We'll try that out. Uh, it was. A fun experience, but like, I was like failing out. I was like miserable. Yeah. School wasn't really my thing, so I kind of had to just like get through school. But by the time I got to junior year, uh, so yeah, so very freshman, Braintree High, sophomore, and then half of junior. And then I left Braintree High because I was like, gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely miserable. Um, then I found myself at Quincy High. My grandma lives like right behind Quincy High. Um, and so I finished my junior year there, senior year. And that is when, cause that's the vocational school. So they have like automotive and the new Quincy High is crazy. It's got like, I don't know if you've, oh, you're from what, Hanover? Hanover, yeah. Yeah. But it's like almost like a college campus. It's insane. Um. But they had information technology classes at Quincy High. So I was like, I'm a super video game nerd. Like, I love computers. Mm -hmm. Like, I was super heavy into World of Warcraft <laughs> at the time. I played for like 12 years straight. Uh, and so <clears throat> I was sort of like, you know, I'm into like building custom computers. I mean, you saw my yeah, computer earlier. It's like great. It's got water running through it. So I was like, all right, let me... Let me check out like computers. Let me get into like maybe I can like, you know, make that my my passion. Uh, a career. Yeah, I was thinking like, perhaps I could like open my own computer store where I build like custom computers for people, whatever. Um, so I said, all right, let's like look at colleges now. Again, going back to <laughs> being bullied and having a hard time in school means I didn't want to be at school. Half the time, be like, Mom, I don't feel good. And I'd stay home and just, like, play World of Warcraft. <laughs> like, that was, like, a majority of, yeah. So uh, when it was time to go to college, it was, like, choices were kind of limited. Um, so I ended up going to Ben Franklin Institute of Technology. I got my associate's degree in computer engineering. Um, and then... So at that time, from high school, once I started at Quincy High, 
Uh, I got a job at a local bike shop, Anderson Bicycle. And I worked there for, I think, eight, seven or eight years. Um, started out pretty much just putting bikes together from boxes. Because um, at that time, I was also super into BMX uh, and mountain bike. Like, if I wasn't playing World of Warcraft, I was at, like, the Quincy Skate Park. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, you know, obviously everyone needs a job in high school and college and whatnot. So um, I was doing, at least there, I was doing something... I very much enjoyed I was passionate about bicycles especially uh, at that time so that was like a super awesome experience <sighs> sorry let me just catch my breath for a second <laughs> so uh, that was a family-owned shop just Paul and his wife Karen um, so I got to like learn everything like eventually like a couple years in I started get like you know they were having me help them with like orders um, eventually got to the point like they'd go on vacation i'd run the store alone um so like i i'd say their trust in me and just their like the amount of effort that they put into me like they they helped me kind of like learn how to how to run a business um so it was like all right here's something i love i'm learning every day like it was great did that for eight years um up until yeah so i went to be fit still working at the bike shop um which was seasonal anyway like i'd work i want to say i'd work like may to like november and then like a couple winter months off um so yeah so i'm doing that doing school graduate uh be fit again two years associates um, and then I stayed at the bike shop for a few more years just while I was kind of like, all right, what do I like want to do? Yeah. Um, eventually, so one of the customers of the bike shop, um, worked for a company that I won't name. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of fun details there. Fun, fun. Uh, but we worked at one of the BU campuses, which I won't name the particular one, um, just to like be discreet. <laughs> um, and that was like my first like real, like, I don't know, it was my parents call it my, my first big boy job. And it's <laughs> like, you know, like I got that. Uh, we just moved into like our first apartment, Sam and I. So like life was like feeling like, all right, we're doing it. <laughs> um, and the, the whole while, this whole time from, you know, sophomore year to, like, 23-ish, it's, like, craving a dog, wanting a dog, can't have a dog, not ready for a dog. Um, which, looking back on it, it's, like, I'd argue tooth and nail with my parents. I would be so furious at them. And it's like, no, I mean, I couldn't, looking back, it's like, thank God they didn't cave because I was <laughs> not in any shape to handle, handle a dog. Um, so working at uh, one of the BU sites. So I didn't work for BU. Uh, BU contracted our company uh, to do IT stuff. Um, so I'm just trying, I just want to make sure I don't put any weird details so that I get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, while I was working there, I started off 
kind of like the lowest level, like tech, you know, like people would call me, my computer's not working. Oh, did you try restarting <laughs> it? Uh, but very, very quickly, um, I was sort of, I don't know, not rising through the, I mean, it was a small operation. There was only like five of us, but like very fast learning it. Um, you know, by the time I quit, I was coding, uh, like auto- automated, like pretty much my entire job so that like I didn't have to do my job. It was kind of sweet, <laughs> but I was like lacking a purpose. Like you were bored. Yeah, it was easy work. I enjoyed the work, but a, it was a kind of toxic work environment. Uh, and B, I didn't feel like, I don't know, there's only so many times I can, like, run over and help somebody with, like, a keyboard not working before I just, like, <laughs> can't take it anymore. Um, I just felt like, here I am, like, 25. I think I quit when I was 26. I, quit. I only worked, like, three years there. Um, but I was just like, all right, it's been three years. It's felt like 10. I can't. I can't do this. I was commuting to Boston on the train. It was uh, it was pretty miserable. Um, and I'd say like six months before I quit, maybe, my parents were finally like, all right, you can get a dog. <laughs> we feel like you're at that point now. You know, you're, you got your job. You're making enough money. You know, you've moved out. Um, we were living here. We've been living here for like seven years now, I think, six years. Um, so, like, all right, you can finally get a dog. Hell yeah! So I get a work holly, yeah. um, which at that, oh, excuse me, at the time when I was working at that last job, one of my clients knew she was childhood friends with a breeder in Pennsylvania. Uh, Plum Hollow Border Collies. <laughs> uh, and so it was kind of easy to just like find find them and like get a good healthy puppy. Um, so she, I lucked out actually with that. That So that was Bailey. She was my first pup. Um, the, the, the woman who knew the breeder since a childhood she was going down there uh, for vacation. She's like, I'll bring you home a pup. I'm like, awesome. Here's the one. Like, picked it out. She brought it home. And it was love uh, at first sight. Um, the, But that's, that's where, like, I really started to hate my BU job. Mm-hmm. Again, didn't work for BU. Nothing against BU. <laughs> um more at the, the actual company I worked at. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm commuting into Boston. Uh, again, driving to Quincy's, Quincy Center T, taking the red line to Boston, working, uh, I think it was 9 to 5.30, taking the T home, exhausted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, four-month-old border collie. So luckily my parents were taking Bailey during during the day. But... Uh, she was still like a crazy puppy, you know. They weren't, they weren't doing what I do, you know. They'd bring her to her house. Uh, sorry, my my mom would bring Bailey to, to her house, and 
by the time I'd get home, she definitely didn't have enough stimulation. So it was like, it was just too much. So finally, like two months later, she's six months old. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. On top of uh, weird, weird issues at work where I was just like, all right, I'm out. Uh, so long story short, I quit, quit that job, just walked out. Um, and it was sort of like, all right, let's take like a month off. I'm not going to look for a job. Let me just like enjoy Bailey. So I was walking her every day, doing like everything with her. And like, I just, I was so in love with her. Um, like I just wanted to like spend every moment with her. So I was just like, all right, how can I spend every moment with her? Like, I don't want to be going back to an office. Yeah. Is that how you came up with your, yeah, your business? Yeah, and I was like, I don't trust anyone. Like, it's because there's a couple places nearby, and like I was on the fence of like sending the sending her, but it's like, I don't know what what's the point? Like, why have a border collie if I'm not gonna like do anything with it? So I was pretty much like, let me just centralize my entire life around her and and see what we can do (laughs) so i want to say it took like three months from when i quit uh my job at bu that wasn't bu but at bu um (laughs) before i started to like get the idea of all right maybe we can do like some type of dog walking service or i didn't even know what i wanted to do at first I just knew like something with dogs I kind of toyed with the idea of doing like all right I'll drive to your house walk your dog and I had one dog that I was doing that with but I quickly was just like all right this is like gonna be irritating once I get busy I felt with just like all the running around Mm -hmm. um so I was like all right let me just do like doggy daycare where I'll like pick them up and just bring them out so that's where i basically got the idea um and that was like three years ago so prior to that no real dog experience uh and now i feel like i know so much but i still have so much to learn did you find it hard starting up at first or yeah it took a while um so funny story uh i assume you're familiar with like wag and rover and those those so i started on rover um, where I met Kylie, uh, who was my first, uh, client, little cattle dog. And so she messaged, you know, the owner messages me on Rover. Hey, we're interested, you know, can we, can we work something out? So I'm like, yeah, sure. And with those apps, like they typically want you to schedule through the app cause they charge like a small fee. Uh, so if Kylie wanted a day, the owner would log in, like request it through the app, uh, pay the price, and then like Rover would get a cut. So we just started texting, not through Rover, but through like just text messages. Yeah. And I get an email one day saying like your account's been suspended because we saw that you were like messaging outside. So A, it seems like they were reading my messages, That's which is crazy. kind of freaky. But B, they were just like, yeah, you can't do that. So I got one client off Rover. (laughs) 
uh, Kylie $30 I think I was charging at the time for a full day now it's 45 I want to say I want to say for two months I watched Kylie for $30 a day on Thursdays so that's 120 bucks a month <laughs> for two months. So I made 240 months for $240 my first two months, roughly. And that's obviously not that bad. And your price <laughs> now isn't really that bad yeah, to yeah. talk about it. So, and to kind of paint a picture now, it's like I've got a wait list and I literally like can't take any more dogs. Uh, so it took time, yeah, to grow. I'd say. The probably comes from the bike shop. This is going to be weird, but so when I was working at the bike shop, there was a lot of retail. Basically, I would be repairing bikes. A customer walks in, you know, I might have to stop repairing bike to go help them, maybe look for a bike, look for a helmet, whatever. Um, and I was never like super pushy with like oh yeah what about like yeah you you look great in this like i was always very just like you know like don't feel any pressure to buy you know like yeah. very low pressure salesman um and so i think from all that with the dogs i don't do like heavy advertising i it was mostly like word of mouth mm-hmm. uh so it was a slow build up but it was a build up of like consistent good clients who like we built a really good relationship pretty much uh yeah all of them i think like all of them i consider like family um lucas his mom's put me in their will like if anything <laughs> happens to them you get our dog we don't care if you <laughs> agree or not um so yeah it was a wild ride getting to the point where you know, I was, I guess, stable. Mm-hmm. Um, was Sam okay with all this from the beginning too? Or yeah, she <laughs> she was because it started off slow. So like, for the first year, year and a half, you know, I'd have four, three, four dogs, mm-hmm. including Bailey. So it was it was nice. It was good company. It wasn't anything like crazy. And now it's like I'll have ten, and it's like. <laughs> dogs everywhere we go to the park we come home and it's like trying to get to the kitchen you gotta it's like going through a minefield stepping through all the dogs uh, but she's a good she's a good sport because sometimes they get muddy they come mm-hmm. home they get them and like it takes a lot to to deal with that i feel <laughs> especially if you're not not that she's not a dog person but she's not like as crazy a dog person as I am, obviously, because, yeah. like, everything I do is dogs. Um, she actually has a life. So, <laughs> um, so I give her, I, I got to give her a lot of credit for, A, putting up with it, and, B, being so supportive. Um, she gives me a lot of help. Like, she feeds the dogs. Um, if I got a migraine, she'll help me pick them up, drop them off. So yeah. she's, yeah, she's a huge, <laughs> huge, huge part of the part of the business. Um, so I know you've always loved dogs and had, um, some dogs growing up. Um, did you have any other animals or 
Yeah, so kittens growing up. I was young enough where I don't really remember it. It's more of like, yeah, we had cats, but I don't really remember the actual experience. Hamsters, which I very quickly got over just because it's, <laughs> I don't know, they're... Ferocious little beings. Yeah, they freak me <laughs> out. Like, you'd stick your hand in and I'd always get this sort of, you're going to climb in my hand or you're going to bite me with those nasty teeth. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. But then on the flip side, gerbils I, I had, um, much prefer them. They're way more social. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of a little rice pilaf tail, they got the nice long <laughs> tail. It's cute. Anytime, like, I would, because I lived in the basement, so it was, like, nice and dark for them. And i come home from work, flip the light on, and they would know. And they'd come out like oh and you'd see them like standing up on their hind legs like you know expect <laughs> it's cute you put your hand in they kind of check you out they en- they enjoy you so they were they were fun um especially considering that they are i don't know i feel like hamsters and gerbils i don't know they're like kid pets i don't want to yeah. come off that way but they're like very good for getting children into animals, maybe. Um, there's not much to them. Yeah. You don't have to do much. So It's just the cleaning and... Yeah, so for me, it was like, all right, like, I enjoy you, but I need, like, something a bit more. Yeah. Like, I, I need something I can snuggle and yeah. cuddle. Yeah. Uh, always had fighting fish as a kid. Uh, not much to say on that other than they're pretty yeah. um i'm pretty sure we probably killed them all really early because we're just i'm as a kid bad with animals not like you i had no <laughs> idea what i was doing lots of lots of fish flush down the toilet chinchillas were really cool a little bit more hands-on and interactive than the gerbils mm-hmm pretty gross with the amount they poop mm-hmm. like they just walk and poop constantly yeah they could walk from here to the other wall and there's gonna be 50 50 droppings yep. uh, <laughs> super cute though i loved i miss like watching the dust baths and yeah uh yeah they, they were they were fun maya and micah hedgehog mr scruffy he had a sad ending wobbly hedgehog syndrome not fun uh, what exactly do you know much about that? Not much, okay. just because I haven't really personally owned hedgehogs, but mm. um, I'd see them at um, the wildlife center that I interned at. Um, there was one that had like no eyes, and all he would do is <sighs> run on the the wheel because yeah, that's yeah. all he, he knew yeah, yeah, yeah. his cage and his wheel. But <laughs> um, I believe it's some neurological disorder that um, I think it's. I believe it's um, congenital, so okay, not hundred percent, but yeah, yeah, he like slowly died. It's it was not fun, but yeah, he lo- scruffy. He loved his wheel. He would just just constantly just <laughs> you'd hear him all night. Uh, had a gecko. What type of gecko? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's think. Maybe about the size of this remote. So like six inches 
maybe a leopard gecko is common. Yeah, uh, he crested was, geckos. Yeah, they stick on the it. wall. Yeah, he had these almost cool eyelashes. Crested gecko. Okay, he was like earthy brown. Yep. Mm. Beautiful eyes. Oh, oh, yeah, they have really cool eyes. So fascinating. Yeah, I gave ended up giving him to my younger brother when I moved out. Um, I was not a not a huge fan of the whole cricket aspect. <laughs> just I don't know. I couldn't be bothered. I guess it was just like I hate crickets. When yeah. I fed them to my tarantulas, I'd always have like one or two escape, and I. I <laughs> yeah. Look. You just and you hear can them. hear them. I know. Yep. Um, were you scared of any animals? Um, chimps. We covered. Yep. <laughs> for a variety of reasons of their savages. Um, anything that can like lurk. So like, we used to go to uh vacation every year, every summer to Lake Sebago. Oh, I love Sebago. Huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. We take like pontoon boats out, you know, to the middle of the lake, jump in. And even though that's a lake, not even the ocean, it was always this feeling of like, there might be something lurking below. (laughs) So like any scenario where I can't really see like what's around me, just no thanks. Mm -hmm. Um whether it's like swampy areas where there might be snakes, crocodiles that you can't like anything like that, <laughs> no thanks. You're th- lucky that there's nothing really in Massachusetts crocodiles <laughs> yeah, or snakes that. <laughs> it's perfect, yeah. But if, snapping turtles, stepping in some muck in the water. Yeah, yeah. I, never... I was always scared of my toes getting bit off, <laughs> and um, my grandparents have a lake house in mm. um, Lakeville original you know yeah. um and the water is somewhat murky in some areas and i'm like if i step here i'm gonna get my toe bit off you know right yeah uh so yeah most most anything like that so say so i know you would like run into the river and jump on the cro- oh, yeah. crocodile right <laughs> yep so i would say that i would be fearful respectfully fearful of like the crocodile and instance i'll stay back 20 feet 30 feet and record (laughs) but i'm not gonna get into the water necessarily myself i'll just bring a really long lens and stand way back uh we're just very weak like again in the ocean we're not getting away from anything no like uh, if you've seen, you know, the orcas, like they... We're not going to outswim them. They go so fast. <laughs> it's not even fair. Um, and I know that, like, humans aren't necessarily targeted, but it's still just the thought of there's nothing I can do. Same yeah. with if I'm running away from a pack of hyenas. I'm not going to get away. Running away from a bear. I'm not going to get away. No. Climbing a tree from a bear. I'm not going to get away. No. So any, anything, I, I, I just have to know... Like, anytime we go hiking, all right, let's know where we're going and, like, what to expect. Luckily, around here, there's not much, like, planning that we have to really... Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to, like, if you're bringing me to Australia and we're going on some expedition, I need to know exactly what potentially lives 
where so that <laughs> I can kind of gauge how I need to, yeah, you know, tread. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm pretty. So you're more respectful. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like. So, it's weird if if say we were at a zoo and like an alligator broke out and it was going after someone. I know this is such a bizarre scenario, but like I'd maybe jump on it to like save someone, but I'm not going to go into its habitat and mess with it <laughs> personally. Cause a, I don't know how to mess with them correctly. I know I'm just going to lose an arm. Um, yeah. Yeah, anything anything that's hidden, stealthy. Yeah. So pretty much everything. <laughs> pretty, pretty much everything. Mainly predators, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, like, even seaweed in the ocean scares me. It rubs up against me, and I'm like, <laughs> gotta get out. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, my God. But yeah, pretty much, I guess I know my place in the food chain, and it's at the bottom. Unless I have a gun, which I don't. So... <laughs> Nope, Still I'm at, at the, the bottom. bottom. <laughs> I'm at the bottom, yeah. <laughs> I'll respectfully stay at the bottom. Um, and actually, I'll add one more specific animal. Well, dog being animal, but specifically like Kangol. Any, anything with like crazy, crazy bite power. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm not trying to mess with that, uh, even if they're super friendly. I want to be super respectful because, you know, dogs like that can just like do a lot of damage oh, yeah. really quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which I've never even seen one in person. A kangle. I don't think I've seen one either. Yeah, but they have the I guess the strongest bite. Um, mm. So they they freak me out because I don't want to get bit by one of them. And I've been bit. <laughs> I've been bit. So, worst experiences, and we'll go from there. Um, what has been your experience with being bit, being a dog carer, dog walker? It's tough. Yeah, being bit. Have you been bit? Oh, yeah, multiple times. Probably by more than dogs, too, right? Mainly cats. I think oh, interesting. I've only had one dog bite that broke the skin, and then, like, three four cat bites that okay. have done With some damage cats do you have to do like rabies stuff so anything an that's indoor? not up to anything that's not up to date on rabies so cat dog ferret you know anything that oh. requires rabies vaccine um you have to do rabies uh vac um shots yeah. when i was a kid i got had to do the rabies series because i caught a bat <laughs> and i didn't want anyone to cut its head off because that's how you test for rabies um really? oh yeah so when you submit an animal to get so rabies quarantine? tested uh, they kill it and cut the head off and send it to a lab. Why is it brain? It, yeah, it's brain okay. related. Um, it goes a virus to your brain. So um, I didn't want it. I caught it and I was trying to get out of the house. And as I was throwing it out of the house, it like rebound or ricocheted like a like a boomerang almost, mm -hmm. and it landed back on me. And when I was grabbing it to pull it off of me, that's when it bit me. But I didn't say anything, so I threw it again out the door, and then. Um, my mom found out like a couple days later 
and we were literally heading to Point Sebago. Oh, um, and she was pissed because I had to go get the rabies vaccine series. That's, that's the campground. Sorry to interrupt you, right? Yeah. That's the campground we yeah. went to, too. Yeah, I love funny. that place. Yeah, the place is awesome. Um, Little go-karts and everything. Oh, yeah. I had to get, <laughs> do half my series there. You're supposed to get, like, seven shots at once on the first day. And then, like, I, for, oh. I think it's, like, three or four days later, you need to do um, two, two or three she was not it's happy not a to fun sit. Experience. We were literally leaving that at the day, the next day, and we were at the ER until like two in the morning that day of, and she was so pissed. I was like, "Sorry, I had to tell you," but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, mainly things like cat bites. You worry about a lot of. They cause a lot of. They have a lot of bacteria in yeah. their mouth, so um, you're more likely get, to get infected. Bite from them than from dogs. Hmm. So unfortunately, most of my bites have been cats because they're psycho sometimes at the vets. I mean, I'm sure some, some of you guys have had crazy cats that have been told that they need meds to come into the vet um, or they need to be sedated, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, but we... Dogs my, aren't. My cats bad. don't like the vet. Um, although they don't... They're interestingly pretty calm in the sense of like... if you get them by the scruff they're yeah for some reason mine are kind of chill, chill out. yeah um but i can see i've seen so many videos of cats like when they get freaked out and they'll like run on walls and oh, like yeah. cra- they're crazy yeah we had a crazy one today for just a, a sedated exam and rabies vaccine and nothing was like launching itself at us and <laughs> i had a we had to get it down with some um sedated they had to be fully sedated for an exam. Wow. Yeah. So that's a once a year pet. <laughs> Thinks it's a lion. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, being bit by a dog when you're like so into dogs is hard. Obviously, it hurts. Like, they throw a lot of people off. Yeah, there's no question about it. It hurts. So one thing that always tripped me up. Whenever I'd watch like a movie or God, I think I think it's a Stephen King movie. I can't remember, but this dog keeps not Cujo, but there's another movie. I think this guy like chains his wife to the bed, but then a dog keeps coming back and like haunting the house. But I was always like, Oh, just go kick the shit out of the dog. Just beat it up. And after like the First time I got bit by a dog, I'm like, that's not happening. No. Like, they're just way too strong. Um, and, f- like, just the way they can move. Like, you, you just can't. There's nothing much you can do. Yeah. It's very hard to be faster than a dog. Yeah. So it's, it's going to hurt. <laughs> There's no question about it. Even little nips can hurt. Oh, yeah. You know, if it, even a if it doesn't like break the skin um so i've been bit six times over three separate incidents between two separate dogs so one dog bit me five times and another dog bit me once um i guess we start with the german shepherd that bit me because that's that's the one bite so i was at the dog park uh local dog park stoddard's neck and when you go to that park, there's a lot of room. There's plenty of room for everybody to 
have enough space for them and their own dog. I don't know mm. how many acres it is, but it's it's quite a few. Yeah. So, so like if I'm there with a pack of six dogs, which I think I had that night, I can easily find a location where I'm sort of not bothering anyone, nobody's bothering me, mm-hmm. and we can have a fun, safe time. So we were up in the middle of the park is a kind of big hill, just for anyone that's not familiar. Um, and uh, around this hill is a path. I think it's like a quarter mile, uh, which I think is what, like a track, track and field distance almost. I think so. The whole place if um, is a half mile. One oh, is it a half? Okay. So, so if you do mile. two loop, uh, two loops, it's two one loops, mile. One mile. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so a half a mile peninsula, big hill in the middle. So I'm up on the hill, which it's a good spot in my opinion because A, the noise is going to travel. My guys are super loud. I've got a Springer Spaniel, a cattle dog, border caught, like all these working dogs. So if you get a ball out and we're working, Mm -hmm. they're loud. So up on the hill, that at least lets people know, hey, there's dogs up there barking and being crazy, which turns a lot of people off and they avoid it, which is a whole nother separate. uh, There's a lot, I'd say a majority of the people when they see barking dogs get scared especially when it's a pack Mm -hmm. so they'll just look up the hill hear that see dogs and think all right biscuit let's go we're (laughs) not we are not messing with that so it's 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 very easy to to i guess be left alone if people are nervous however some people they will talk to anyone (laughs) and so so i had this guy with his German Shepherd come up up the hill uh, and wanted to like kind of join the pack for play. Now this is a guy I have seen there prior to this, mostly on the weekends. Don't recommend weekends no. personally. Just my experience. Avoid, yeah. It's Get just all, when everyone has all the off crazies, yeah. And people think they're friendly, their dog is friendly, and it's not. And yeah, that's the weekends when, is when all the accidents happen. Yeah. Um, Avoid the weekends. Mm-hmm. So he comes up the hill. And I wasn't alone when he came up. I was with my my friend George, who has a lab puppy. Um, I was throwing the ball to my guys. They're chasing it, bringing it back, being crazy. So in comes this dog, Missy, who was a German Shepherd. Too long, didn't read. I guess this dog happens to live behind my cousin in Hanover. <laughs> and sadly, they say it, the my family that lives in Hanover feels bad for this dog. I guess, like, cops have been called before, like, sits in the yard, left unattended for, like, ever. And with... German Shepherds, they need a lot of, like, 
Or, yeah, otherwise they're neurotic and messes and bite. (laughs) Yep. So, so I just want to preface that by saying, in this case, I'm pretty sure it wasn't necessarily the dog's fault, but the owner's fault just for, like, lack of being a good owner, Um, which I can confidently say this person's not a good owner. So, so they come up the hill. Um, and I'm like, whatever. I've seen them before. They've played with us before. Hasn't really been an issue. So we're throwing the ball down the hill. The dogs are going down the hill chasing it. And I want to say like 15 minutes goes by. Um, couldn't have been longer than 15 minutes. Maybe 10 minutes. So... What ends up happening is I do like a fake throw, turn 180 degrees, and do a throw. Mm -hmm. All of my dogs are actually pretty good. They don't get faked out very rarely. They're very like, you know, border collies. They're they're staring at you. They're waiting for it to leave your hands. I'm going to watch every little muscle (laughs) twitch, and it's it's incredible. So I finally, I I throw this ball. They all go running. Um, I have my camera and so I pull my camera up to start taking pictures and the next thing I know is I'm laying on my back drop my camera and my, my hands are just reaching for my back as I fall just this sharp sharp pain from behind I had no idea that Missy was behind me but she got into that shepherd creep mm-hmm. she crept up and when I threw it she just <laughs> Bit me in the back. I was bleeding. So I dropped to the ground. My back instantly starts bleeding. I still have a scar to this day. Like, you can see every single tooth of her mouth. And I get up. Mind you, the guy's standing five feet away. The only other person there, again, is George, who has the lab puppy. And so I say, was that your dog that just bit me? And I kid you not, he literally looks at me and goes, yeah, it didn't look that bad. And I was just like, are you serious? So I run over to George, and I pull up my shirt, and I say, hey, am I, am I bleeding? Did he bite me? Because yeah. the first thought that went through my head was, all right, maybe it jumped up on my back, and mm-hmm. its paw like yeah. dug into me. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're bleeding. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, I was like, yeah, your dog just bit me, dude. And he's just like, well, you should be fine. It wasn't that bad. And he starts to walk away. So I'm like, again, so so going back real quick to the whole bullying thing, I can sometimes definitely have a short fuse. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I need to walk away or else I'm going to blow up because he's walking away. And so my wife, who is the quietest human being in the world, doesn't say a word, very just humble quiet Mm -hmm. she goes running after him and he was he didn't want to give rabies info he didn't want like just very like he was trying to get out of there and it's like probably because his dog wasn't up to date (laughs) like yeah crazy so it's like dude your dog bit me um so i long story short i had to go through i ended up contacting the animal control officer just to say like hey this happened um I saw him here again this weekend, so I just want... I didn't report it the day it happened. I should have. I'm very like, well, I don't want the poor dog to get... 
but I shouldn't feel too bad for the dog for him losing his potentially losing his dog in that scenario only because like he's not taking care of his dog. But I was like, oh, I don't want to, like, you know, ruffle. Fe- yeah. Yeah. So so I waited. But then I saw him again. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. So I call the animal or email the animal control officer. And I don't know. I, I think they talked to him. I haven't seen him since. So fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't her for her second or third offense because yeah. they get strikes too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? So let's say. Let's say I saw them again and he bit me again. What would like? Because I I'm not the yeah. type where I'm not going to like actively try to get that dog put down, because I know that she's not being cared for necessarily how she should be. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's got a good routine. Again, German Shepherds need so much. Like you need to kind of like I was mentioning earlier where. All right, I want to quit my job and spend twenty four seven with my dog. Like German shepherds need to, yeah, they, they need to work. They need to be exactly. going. They're not couch potatoes. Yeah, if you leave them in the backyard, ten minutes goes by and they're bored. Yeah, you know, never mind nine hours. Yeah. you know. Um. So, so yeah, in this case, I totally put blame on the owner. But say it happened again, what I guess. The dog is kind of labeled as like a threat. Mm. So every town's different in their, you know, rules on how they proceed with aggressive dogs. Some dogs aren't just allowed to leave the property. Okay. Some dogs are put down. Um, It's mandated by the town or the state or whoever is in charge. I don't know much about that. Specifically, my own Doberman growing up left my yard and bit another person's dog and came back into our yard. But that person's dog was in our yard originally, so it was like... He said, she said, but right. my dog ended up biting their dog outside of our property. So the animal control officer that time came and was like, she's not allowed to leave unleashed or go in the front yard. She has to stay in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, we were still able to take her for walks and stuff, but she has to be leashed and stuff like that because yeah. she's shown signs of dog aggression mm-hmm. and that could potentially you know, progress to human aggression if that person is trying to defend their dog. Right. So... I believe they have a strike rule, so three strikes, you're out type of thing. I don't know 100% because I don't personally deal with it. And thankfully, my dogs now are goobers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, your dogs couldn't be any more, like, affectionate. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I wonder, like, I wonder, too, if, if it matters. So, like, I was a bit in Hingham. But he lives in Hanover. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder, like, where that... Like, say it happened yeah. again, yeah, I wonder, like, who or where. You I'm know? not 100% sure either, so... Yeah, it's, it's something you just want, don't want to avoid, or yeah. you want to avoid. I'm assuming they coordinate with other towns, animal control officers, to do, like, oh. a wel- home check, welfare check mm. on the dog, and then also obviously talk to you, and you probably get a fine of some sort, yep. is my guess, Um not 100 percent sure again but yeah that's my assumption like i could have probably taken him to court but i'm not that i'm not really not that type of like yeah you know i don't, I don't want to if i lost a finger maybe but yeah. <laughs> like i was like all right you bit me in the back i'm yeah. alive i'm okay whatever yeah, cool scar now you know mm-hmm. so then the other dog was my buddy at the time at the time <laughs> 
She was a mix. I don't know what. She had all sorts of whatnot in her. But I should have known. And now, so this dog bit me five times. Mm -hmm. And it was back when, I want to say it was like my first year of doing this whole dog business. So again, very new to dogs. You're learning everything. And very new to like owners Mm -hmm. how to deal with owners how to tell owners they're wrong i still struggle with that daily so so (laughs) it's very hard it's it's like because that animal is their baby so they're gonna defend them even though they're not in the right yep so if this situation played out today i would have i've now got the experience and lessons to handle it correctly I didn't see the red flag as much as I, yeah, like I'm saying. So I, uh, let me just, I guess I'll just get into it because it's pretty obvious real quick. So it was my first time picking her up. This is my buddy. Um, who I was just playing like Dungeons and Dragons with. And uh, I want to say she was like four, maybe five. Fixed. Seemed pretty normal when I first met her. At the time, I was on the fence of whether or not I should get rid of my shot callers. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just say by the end of this experience, I is what made me really like get rid of. I just threw them all in the trash. So, what breed or mixed breed was she? Do you know? Tree hunt, tree walker, hound. Uh, she had a, she had like fifteen different. It was yeah. like crazy. So she was, she was just super like, mutt. Yeah, super super mutt. Um, I don't necessarily blame her though. Again, what you put into your dog is what you're gonna get out of your dog. So, when I pick your dog up. For the first time and you hand me a shock collar and say if she misbehaves shock her it puts the fear of god in her now i will throw up a red flag and say whoa this might not be a dog that i want to deal with because if you're so oh yeah just shock her it'll put the fear of god in her it's like so um I was, a, I was, you know, green. So whatever, I'll take her. And I want to say I watched her for like two months, maybe a month, no issues. She was doing fine. And I never had to use the collar on her. So he would, you know, he would send her out with the collar on and then he'd give me the remote. And I would just put the remote in my center console and just kind of leave it. Um, cause even though I had them, I, I thought myself as being very responsible with them. Like I was not one to really ever use the shock. Sometimes just the collar being on to yeah. the dog thing. Which is another reason yeah. I honestly stopped because there was some psychological stuff I saw that was a little, yeah, like where like you'd pull it out, a dog would see it and you could just see instantly like, that's not what I'm trying to do. So yeah. So, so I wasn't, I was not shocking this dog. 
And one day, uh, right over here in the living room, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was uh, taking a nap on the couch. And uh, her and, and Bailey started, they were, they were wrestling for like an hour. And then, you know, it just kind of escalated. Yeah. And they started kind of going at it. So I broke it up. And she, uh, Lakin bit me once on my left hand here. She kind of had my, essentially my thumb went into her mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her for this one because I got in there and I put my hand in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Just trying to break it up. It's crazy. It ha- It's so quick. Yeah, and that's when most people get bit is trying to break fights up. And yeah. They don't even realize they're getting bit until afterward when... Everything, the dust is settling. Yeah, so she bit me, and I don't think it was, like, necessarily on purpose. So I chalked that one up to, okay, it was an accident. I put Mm -hmm. my hand in the way, breaking it up. Neither of them had any blood. I was the only one that really took any damage. Um, I'm a a big baby, so I started getting a little woozy. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was definitely not life threatening, obviously. <laughs> and it was definitely something where it just needed to be like cleaned and it'll heal. A couple punctures. Um, show you all the scars after. So I, I laid back on the couch um, with my hand, my, my hand wrapped up, fell asleep, uh, woke back up, and we were good. Dropped her off, let them know what happened. You know, hey, they kind of, overstimulated they got into a little fight i broke it up and she happened to get me um so that's two bites Mm. out of six (laughs) so fast forward a couple months again super green okay i'm gonna so green i do nothing about dogs (laughs) i stopped at dairy queen and i had bailey lucas and lakin i see where this is going yep bailey was up front lakin and lucas were in the back I put one ice cream for Bailey, two for them in the back, and I had the windows and the f- my window down, all the other windows up. Lucas is a just for anybody that doesn't know. So Bailey's my dog, border collie. At this time, probably a year and a half. Lucas is a border Jack, border collie Jack Russell mix, little guy. And I think he was about the same, about a year and a half. And then Lakin, the mix who bit me before, I think she's like five or six. Maybe she was younger. Um, so I get them three. I get ice cream. And Lakin starts growling at Lucas in the back. And I had a separation between the front seats and like the whole rear. Lucas was like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not feeling this. So he like kind of came and sat like against that. Mm-hmm that barrier and I hear you know like and now mind you I didn't have the shot collar on her I took it off Mm -hmm. I was taking it off when she played because she was doing so good and Mm -hmm. whatever so now Bailey up front turns and she starts growling back at Lakin Mm -hmm. but there's a barrier between them I think Lakin sort of like lashed out towards Bailey Again, barrier. It freaked Lucas out. Lucas jumped over the barrier. I mean, just kind of squeezing through like a mouse. Yeah. Out the window, he sits down, 
because he hates confrontation. Mm-hmm. This dog, he was abused. He was beat by a stick. He was left chained to a tree to die at six months in the middle of the woods. They rescued him, and he's held on to that trauma. So he sees confrontation, and he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I got to give him so much credit because... He didn't jump out the window and take off. He jumped yeah. out the window and sat next to the and just waited. He's like, yeah. I'm safe. I'm safe here. <laughs> so Bailey jumps over now as he jumps over. So they kind of switch places. He's mm-hmm. out the front window. Bailey's in the back and Bailey and Lakin start going at it. So I throw myself sort of like spring vault backwards over this. Uh, it was that. It was literally yeah. so... I've got this like three foot. You get them at Petco. Divider fence. It's like a big ring cage that you can like put your puppy in. Yeah. And so I cut that down so it was the width of my car Mm -hmm. and put it. So I jump back over it. That thing's digging into my back. I'm hanging into the back of my Subaru. (laughs) I'm trying to break them up. And uh, I get bit four times. Yeah, four times. Um, Bailey had no blood on her. Lakin got bit once by Bailey in the ear, and she had like a small puncture in the ear. Mm-hmm. Bailey has incredible bite control. She she does very minimal damage. She's very calculated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so I jump back, get between them. And before, so the first time she had my left thumb in her in her in her mouth. Mm-hmm. This time now I'm trying to yank them apart. She's got my right thumb in her mouth. Chomps down. I got all yeah. the, all the teeth are still there. Then she, so she chomps down. Mm-hmm. Then she gets my pinky twice in the same spot. This is all happening so slow yet so fast. I mean, this was over in like goes. four seconds. But it seems so Four seconds. slow. Oh, but everything was... I could feel every millisecond. It was incredible. And so she bites once on the pinky, and I'm like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> bites a second, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I think I just lost the tip of my <laughs> pinky. It looked like it went through a <laughs> cheese grater. It was disgusting. Down to the bone. You could see my bone. It was disgusting. Oh. And then she gets me one last time on my forearm here, just locks on. And at that point, I remember that was the first time I actually felt fear. Yeah. That's when it hit me that... She's getting closer to your face. She is getting close to my throat, my face. She's moving up. It's not stopping. The first... Bite, I can see, okay, my hand was in the way. I'm trying to break it up. But then it's like, okay, like she's not stopping. Yeah. Um. So f- I break them apart. They get separated. I'm gushing blood. I mean, it's just pouring down my arm. So I, I run Is up. Lucas still outside the car? <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there the whole time. And so I get out of the car. I run up. And this is definitely where I failed. I wasn't even thinking of Lucas at this point. He could have been getting run over, and I wouldn't have even known. But I run up to the front window. I'm like, ah, I need napkins. I just got bit. 
And the lady had, she was sort of like, it took her like, took her like 10 yeah. seconds to like, she was like, what? <laughs> and like, I hold my arm up and there's just blood everywhere. And she's like, ah, <laughs> so she, she gets me a bunch of napkins. I'm like, whatever. I call the owner. Um, and just say, hey, your dog just bit me like four times. I'm coming to drop her off. So I race to his house. Um, and get to here to his house. It's just his mom there. So his mom, she's sitting on the front porch with me. I'm laying there like, I think I'm going to throw up. Like I was just <laughs> feeling like absolute crap. I'm looking at my pinky. It looks like it like it looks like it's just gone. Oh. I'm like, I think my pinky's gone. <laughs> And so, um, so then I dropped her off. Their neighbor came over who was like a nurse, checked me out, said, no, look, you're going to be okay. Like nothing's permanently messed up. You're going to be fine. That took the pressure off a little. It's I just was, the adrenaline, you know? You're I know. So I was like sweating and like I was ready to faint. <laughs> I wanted to pee. It was, I was all over the place. So. I finally go to social hospital. It's like 400 something bucks. Um, he said he'd like pay me back. He never paid me. Yep. So I was just sort of like, yeah, we're done here. Um, and that, that was tough. That hurt. But it also really, for the first time, I was like scared of a dog. And that messed me up for a little bit. You know, obviously it was my mistake. I would never do that now. I would yeah. not get ice cream for a dog that, you know, shot the shit out of her. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to put food near yeah. that. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was an experience and a half. Um, that really made – that put into perspective that, like, dogs can – They can, can mess, mess you up. up. <laughs> and it can happen fast. Yeah. So that, that, that put a lot of respect uh, – I, I it changed how I looked at them a little, you know that like. Not that I need to be afraid of them, but I just need to know it can and it will happen. So, um, ever since then, I've always tried to have like plan a plan yeah. for like if this happens, what do we do? That way, when that happens, it's not like oh crap, what do we do? It's yeah. like all right, to follow the procedure. It's the same goes with every animal, though. You should always have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. You should always be aware that any every animal has a mouth. Yeah. And it's going to use it at some point to defend itself, mm -hmm. even if it's just out of reaction, scared, fear, right. um, defense, fight or flight, you know. Mm -hmm. Some dogs choose to fight, you know. Some cats <laughs> choose to fight. Some lizard snakes choose to fight, you know. They choose to defend themselves. And, yep. you know, that particular situation... You know, she got in a fight beforehand, and behaviorally, she wasn't in the right mind, obviously. Yep. And she chose to fight. Right. <laughs> fight your and, arm. <laughs> and I wonder, too, like, how much... So, say... This is me sort of guessing. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily... I don't think this is scientific, but this is, I guess, my hot take. When you have a dog, and you bring it around other dogs... You need to be very mindful and attentive of how and when you correct them. If a dog goes up to another dog and they start wrestling, 
and you perceive it as being mean, but in actuality they're playing and you shock your dog because, oh, he's being rough. That's going to turn into a fight. It's Yeah, they're going to now look at dogs. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? And Even in that moment when they're wrestling and they're playing and they finally they feel pain, mm-hmm. they're going to react to that. Exactly. So they're going to react. They got bit, probably, mm-hmm. is what they th- they're thinking. Right. So they're going to react and bite back yep. or run. You know, fight, 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 flight, or uh, flee. Yeah. So, and, and uh, with the shock, or even I've noticed if a dog's about to go after another dog, even like grabbing the collar and like getting that restraint, just sort of surprise, any sort of surprise just turns same with like leash reactive dogs it's that holding back that's mm-hmm. amping them up you know right. so it's just more like controlling your dog in the situation trying to put them in situations that you know setting them up for success right don't set them up for failure don't bring a dog aggressive dog to a dog park exactly where there's yeah. off-leash dogs who are you know um will be fine mm-hmm. but they're you know playful intrusive they don't really understand so that lab puppy say comes up to um, like a doodle because they're famous for biting things. Yeah. Um, doodles standing offish, but the puppy doesn't understand. Right. It's going to get bit. Yep. And I feel like a lot of people, when they get in that situation, it's either because they don't necessarily know dog communication dog. Yeah. or they're not paying attention. Exactly. Because usually it's pretty obvious. Like, you'll see yeah. the dog stiffen up. Oh, yeah. The hackles go up. But, like, you can kind of tell. Like, a lot of people get freaked out when they hear barking and growling and dog communication. But they totally miss out on the, the visual aspect of... You got to pay attention you know, or else you're going to miss the actual cues to yeah. a dog fight. Right. If there all are, of a sudden you hear it yeah. and that's your cue to break it up, it's way yeah. too late. Like I will <laughs> say there are some unpredictable dogs mm-hmm. and those ones shouldn't go to those type of situations yeah. if you know. And usually I feel those are the quiet ones too where yep. they just... All of a sudden they it's like, snap. whoa, yeah. what the heck happened? It's zero to a hundred. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> My friend Sabrina, uh, we did... Uh, a mass removal on this dog and um a what a mass removal what's it oh, so oh we, like a growth, growth cancer stuff like that i think this dog had cancer um we did uh, a mass removal on this dog and it came in for its it was fine for everything for that good for the mass removal the post-ops um checking in making sure its tpr was okay so temperature vitals heart rate respiratory respiratory rate Came in for its recheck to get the sutures removed or staples. I forget what it had in at that point. And they did everything with this dog. Took the sutures, staples, gave it meds in the office because the owner was struggling. And then out of nowhere, it jumped and bit her face. Ooh. So she had a flap, like her nose. Oh. It broke. It fractured, not fractured, I guess I should say, because that's bones. But um, it broke two of her teeth, biting her. And then um, a flap of her skin on her nose. Ooh. And it was just, he gave no warning, nothing. Right. And they weren't prepared because he was quiet. You know, nope. he was fine for everything else. He was good for his neuter and, mm. or not neuter, sorry, mass removal, but yeah, out I of no way. I always say, like, be very... Mindful. Yeah, don't be, you don't have to be nervous. Exactly. But just, if 
you know a dog is quiet or you're watching a dog and it's not communicating like just be mindful exactly yeah. if the dog is not communicating that should be a warning yeah you know if it's communicating good you can tell but if it's not communicating that should be a warning that should yeah. be a sign frankie my dog the dog i watch frankenstein oh god you should hear like sometimes she'll sound like a demon but it's like <laughs> and people get people get freaked out but she's never bitten a dog she's yeah. never drew blood She's just loud. Some dogs are loud And players. she communicates. You know, like, I always say to people, especially when they get nervous, like, oh, come on, Missy, we got to go. It's like, no, 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 look, they're, this is good. She's talking. Mm-hmm. She's letting you know how she feels, what she thinks. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be as many surprises compared yeah. to, like, just that quiet, sulking, you know, kid in the corner who's just plotting. It's like... I know. <laughs> <laughs> plotting... And thinking about every little thing. Yeah. When am I going to strike, you know? Right, yeah. So, uh, so I'd say worst experience as a dog person is probably getting bit, but not because of the physical pain, but because it can make you second guess. In my situation, I did do stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. But if, it, if you're in the situation where you might not have done anything necessarily wrong and it's just the dog you know i can see how that can really screw you up where it's like what did i do yeah um the other awful part about this that i didn't anticipate i don't know why i didn't think of this when i started but when i look 15 years into the future i see myself happy from the experiences I've had with this whole adventure. I don't know how happy I'll be, though, in 15 years when this pack is not this pack. There's going to be a day where I get so many compliments at the dog park at how well-behaved the dog my dogs are, how amazing I am with my dogs, and I just... I hate thinking about the fact that this pack won't be forever. Yeah. But at the same time, that's what makes it so special is that I have it in this moment. That you'll grow with them. Yeah. You know, like, I've got them now. I need them. And they won't always be physically here with me. But I'll always have, like, the lessons they've taught me. But that, that trips me up just thinking about like, all right, like 10 years, 15 years from now. And I know it's going to be a one by one where like, you know, I lose a dog and I gain Game a dog. dog. But like just the thought of like, it's going to be this whole new group. It's just kind of weird. That's my biggest fear you know? as well. I think that's my biggest fear ever is that my dogs won't live as long as I will. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish they could live longer than me. So, But that's what makes it very special. That's yeah. that's the that's the biggest part is that they're gonna hold the biggest part in your heart. Yeah, because I don't know if we're the only animals. We're definitely not the only animals that understand death. I think dogs can understand death if they see it. They definitely do. But I don't think they know. I don't think they understand it to our degree. Yeah, so... so I think they understand it in the moment, and then right. as time passes, they're okay, yeah. while we're always remembering, you know, yep. past, 
present, future. And so for us, it's like I feel extra special. Um, you know, it's just it breaks my heart. Yeah, I think there's like <laughs> a know. saying that's like, it's... um, your whole life might not be the dog, but for your dog, it's you're their whole life. Right. And that that gets me every time. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about emotional and um i know it's not it's probably considered worst experiences but emotional wise not physical mm-hmm. um pack members that you've lost yeah so the first one well let's think let me think let me think yeah i think i think chloe is the first one so she passed away last uh, last december 28th I watched her every week, couple days a week. Love that dog. She was like Bailey's best friend. They did everything. She was, she was all black, border collie lab mix. And I mean, she was like Bailey's shadow. Like they were best friends. It was beautiful. She. So the owner Laura, she went away to New Hampshire or Florida she went somewhere um, for for a couple weeks during this time Christmas New Year's time she had her she had Chloe staying with her mom in Boston and I want to say like the 26th of December so like right after the day after Christmas I think um, her her mom brought Chloe to me to, to watch for the day. I watched her. And then she came. She picked her back up, brought her to Boston. And then the 28th, she escaped from Grandma's house in, in Boston and was hit by a car. And that's that's it. So I don't, I don't know. And I've never dared to ask for any details there on what exactly happened. Sometimes it's ba- better that way. You yeah, know? Ba- based on so another dog, Lucas, we'll we'll talk about in a minute. He's escaped a few times, and it's been very parallel with so like with Chloe. Own the dedicated owners away. She's with someone she's not super familiar with in a location she's not. You know, it's not home. It's not mom. I think she just got super anxious mm-hmm. and sort of took off. I don't know if it's look, you know, take off looking for mom, take off because I'm just too anxious, but something, you know, set her off in a similar way to the few times Lucas has has escaped. So fortunately, for the time being, she's the only pack member I've lost to death. Mm-hmm. Um Although I had a close call with Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little shit, Lucas. Oh, Lucas. <laughs> um, but then bef- I think I think after Chloe, I don't think it was before. It might it might have been before Chloe. I was watching, I'll just call her Elle. Um, she was a Catahoula. She was cool. Um, she was a bit, a bit rough. Not a bully, but she could 
be a little like just that's what their breed is too tough, you know they're, like, they're meant to have hunt bossy, boars so yeah. they gotta be you know like, fearless and she'd run at bailey at full rough. speed for a body <laughs> slam and it's just like you can't body slam <laughs> um so i started actually using the collars on her to get her to like stop body slamming mm-hmm. and it got to the point where i'd pull the collar out she'd stop doing what she'd she would stop body slamming I would see, okay, I pull up the collar, and she's doing now what I want, but it's at the cost of, like, her psychological. I could just see. Now she's nervous and thinking about it. She's fearful. Yeah. She's watching, and she's keeping a distance, and she's looking at me sort of like. When are you going to I couldn't approach her and get it on her. She'd avoid me. Yeah. You know, so she stopped what she's doing, so it's like, oh, a success. But it's like, yeah, but the cost was way more than the. So with her, it's it sucks. So I go to the dog, the starter neck, every day. Two times a day, sometimes three times a day. I might not know everyone there, but everyone knows me, and most people know my dogs. Um, Crazy pack guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're the guy with the yeah. I know. <laughs> So, with Catahoulas in general, I know that they can be a little, like, they they don't necessarily like a lot of dogs. They can be a little, like, independent. She, with me, was very good. She would never get into a dog fight. Her with her owner, um, she would attack... Especially, it was especially doodles and huskies, but any dog that came kind of close to the owner, she would just like almost like be ready to kill them. Um, and it was a situation where the owner would never like say anything. Like, say doodle comes up, she would like <sighs> bite her in the f- the bite the doodle in the face. The doodle would run off. The owner would be like, "What the?" And she would just like walk away. It's just like you can't do that. I hate that the dog park. And I've, <laughs> yeah. I've personally experienced that with like a, like a husky that attacked Shiloh and a Roddy that attacked one of my foster dogs. Mm-hmm. Attacked him out of the blue, and then they just like walked away. I'm like, "Yeah, it's like hello, hi." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I already knew that when she's with the owner. She gets kind of defensive. The owner just had a baby. She's extra defensive. Um, but again, with me, no issues. Never had a single issue. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I can't even believe this like happened. It's just ridiculous. So there's a guy there, Dan, who has two little, I don't even know, like little shih tzu things, mm-hmm. tiny little. I think I've seen them. Little dogs. Yeah, he carries a bunch of treats. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows me. He knows the dog. I see him practically every day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. I was. Yeah, this must be around the same time as eleven because it was the holidays. I was at like my parents' house for like Thanksgiving dinner or some crazy thing, and I get a message from Dan on Facebook. Hey, you know Elle? She just bit one of my dogs. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? The owner took off. And he sends me a picture of her in the Jeep pulling out of the dog park. 
And I'm thinking, oh, why do I have to get it? Why does this have to involve me? <laughs> You're the middle person. There. <laughs> I'm eating dinner right now with my family. And so, so basically, um, what he says, versus, he says versus she said, I'm not there. Yeah. Hey, L bit my, again, this dog must weigh like five pounds, seven punctures, I guess, had to go to the vet. I guess she just ignored it, took off, which again, in my experience, checks out. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Um, and I think she was thinking like, oh, let me just take off. I'll get away with it, whatever. Well, he knows me. He knows her. Yeah. He might not know you, the owner, but he knows that dog. Yeah. And so I said, hey, I, I got a message from so-and-so about, you know, L attacking this this little dog. You know, did this happen? And they kind of played dumb. The mom was playing dumb. She was playing dumb. And so I eventually got to the point where uh, I was just like, hey, I can't take L anymore. Like, I gave you his number. I gave you his contact info. I told you, hey, you should get in touch with him. Figure it out. You didn't. And he, every time I've asked him, he says, nope, I haven't heard from her. I can't take her. It becomes a liability. Like, I, yeah, I can't take her if that's how you're, like, because in this situation, you got very lucky. He didn't come after you. He didn't press charges. He didn't, like, yeah. make it this huge deal. He could have. He could have made you pay the pet bill, and I bet yeah. that would have been pretty right. expensive, especially if you went to the ER. I know mm -hmm. they're crazy expensive, so. Yep. So, so she got very lucky, and so I had to say to myself, like, look, if that's how it's going to be, I can't take her, take her in the future. And exactly, because if that happens to you, is she just going to walk away? And right. You're gonna. And unfortunately, they took it the wrong way. They they were like, well, Ellie's Ellie's really nice. Like, I know she bit, and it's like, no, it's not about her biting. I can handle a bite. Bites happen, but if you're not responsible. Be a responsible owner. I can't help. Just be a responsible I owner. I can't help you. Yeah, I just can't help you. So that was tough because it's like, here's a dog I enjoy and I've worked a lot with, I've bonded with, but I've got to separate from Yeah. not because of the dog. So that one hurt. Baxter we talked about a little bit in the last episode. I yeah. love that little guy. He's <laughs> a nutter. But he just kept drinking salt water. And Wanted to, you know... Be down at the bottom of the ocean, you know, yeah. with he the fishes. Just, he was just in the middle of the ocean. Blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't want him to die. And they can get salt water poisoning too. Yeah. So I heard they can go like brain dead from it. Like oh, there's it's, all sorts. It's just of... all the salt that absorbs all the you know fluid in their body. Mm. And it oh, can... so they get like dehydrated. They and can then... get dehydrated, and then the diarrhea, which oh, makes them even more dehydrated. Jet ski. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was like. <laughs> My grandmother's dog Kona. Oh, she <laughs> she used to drink salt water. She she's matured now, but it just flowed. It yeah. flowed. It was like a faucet. It flowed. Yeah, it was a few times it happened in my car. Oh, but I was a pretty good sport. I got an okay set up <laughs> to where I can just rip it out real quick. Yeah, and you clean have it. like the play mats or something yeah. right in there. And so, the owners gave me diapers, <laughs> and I, I feel bad. Because we were trying to, like, resolve the issue 
I think they thought. I think they think I stopped taking Baxter because he poops pooped in the car a lot. <laughs> a lot. So they gave me diapers <laughs> to like prevent it. But it really is just like I don't want him to die. It's I can't exactly. Have him Dogs die will die. Me. Dogs like, can die. From yeah. That, so especially especially a bulldog. So then there's Lucas, who recently went missing in Minnesota. They, so, he's the one that I'm in their will. If anything happens to them, I get the dog. Uh, but if the dog goes missing, I don't get them. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting trade. So in this case, uh, Robin went to Minnesota. I think her mom's not doing well, which is unfortunate. So she, you know, thought, all right, let me bring Lucas, keep me cheered up, my cheer mom up. Um, so she, I think, was staying at her brother's house, which Lucas has been to before, and Lucas does know her brother, but not like he knows mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like he knows me. So, Lucas is at the brother's house. The brother and Robin leave to go visit mom at the hospital. I think the brother's just dropping her off because they can only do one person at a time. Mm -hmm. So, he goes, drops her off, comes home, opens the door. (laughs) Lucas is gone. He just, right out the front door. (laughs) Yep, let me, let me, let me go. And he was missing for... 24 hours-ish, a little bit more. So what was scary about that was he doesn't know the area. And like that night, I think it was 10 degrees. And he's not a dog that can really... He gets cold quick. So it was just kind of scary thinking like, might freeze to death or get eaten. That was really my concern. I was not worried about him getting run over. Or anything like that because I know he doesn't seek out that kind of, like loud noises again he was in the back seat growling happens he's like get me out of here so I know he's not gonna look for anything that's necessarily gonna put him in harm harm's way um fortunately he found his way back I think do you know the exact story or that's all I really know. He's home. Yeah, he's home. <laughs> home and safe. It's not the first time. So one time they were at a gym. He was in the car and the sunroof was open. He got out of the sunroof oh looking for his two moms. And then the first time he got out, little Houdini here, he was at his house in Weymouth. Chris and Rob and the two owners both had work that day. But one of their sisters was there, I think, with their wife or girlfriend. And so they let Lucas out to pee in the morning. And Lucas was like, see, I'm looking for my moms. <laughs> he, like, ran down 18. So they live up. Oh, no. Yeah, they live up. For anyone that's familiar with Weymouth, if you know where, like, stockholders. Do you know stockholders? Oh, yeah. I love that place. <laughs> yep. He went from behind there past the Dairy Queen on Route 18. Um, like way up, like a couple miles. It was crazy. And then eventually he made his way to like Palmetto Park. And Chris eventually found him when she came home from work. She was riding around um, a couple of like the power line trails on her scooter. 
And eventually he picked her scent up and That's crazy. came and That's found so her. That's so very lucky. I know. But like, so in all these, so the two with Lucas and the one with Chloe, there's something there where it's like just unfamiliarity and, and panicking and getting worried. So just, I guess, be very mindful when you leave your pets. Do, I know Daisy wears the whistle fit. Mm-hmm. Do any of your other dogs? So Lucas had one right after that first incident where yeah. their sister was there and he escaped. They got him one because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't want that. to." And then he's been so good. Mm-hmm. And then their neighbor got one, Henry, who I watch. He's a golden. He lives across the street. And it started like they get the two whistles got like all messed That's up weird. or something. So yeah. they're stopped working. So they haven't used it. And go figure then he's in Minnesota and missing. It's like, bleh, like I <laughs> At least bring it with me, you know? <laughs> I, know. I have um, the Fi Collar. Um, yeah. I want to get, like, one of those for, like, all of my pack members. Even just, like, a couple just so you can have them. Mm-hmm. I, if you want to sponsor me. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually really like it because it tracks his steps for the day. Mm. Um, and I like to try to keep an eye on how much he's getting a day and I really do think it's a good idea for pet owners who have pets that like to r- try to run even just you know tracking their exercise especially if your dog's a little overweight it's a good idea um I got it for Shiloh because he's a velcro dog he'll never run away from me but I like to keep a track of his steps he's a borzoi so they're supposed to exercise a lot mm-hmm. Um, but fast and far for a fable, <laughs> she is not Velcro, she will go. Is she, yeah? Um, and she's still young, so. she's still young, so she wants to stay close, but she's like getting a little too ballsy for her own yeah. good. A bit curious, I know. And... So, I just want to, I think it's a good idea just to have for your dogs, just in case you travel somewhere with them, mm-hmm. you can have it. Um, there's a bunch of out there, um, the Apple tag, um. The whistle fit and the five collars are all really good options. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'd recommend, especially if you know your dog's a little flighty. Yeah, especially it's... for like new dogs, rescue mm-hmm. dogs, foster dogs. You know, yep. just something to have. Yeah, puppies you know. are unpredictable. It's puppies like... are a little easier because you can catch them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> some you... of them. <laughs> some of them. Um... Bailey was too fast, right from. <laughs> she... Fable's a little fast, so I had to pretend. Like the other day, she got out on me, and um, not even out. I let her out the front door because I was putting them in my car. Shiloh goes right in, mm-hmm. and she usually follows them. But today, she was like, "I'm not going to the woods," and I'm like, "See ya." What are you doing? So I I chased after. I chased towards her, but not at her because that will simulate your dog to run away. Yep. So I kind of feigned to the side, you know, Getting and then chase you. And then I turned around and started running back, you know. Yeah. It's like a game, you know. Right. Don't make it a game. Don't make it a negative experience that you're running at your dog. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't want them to run away. No. <laughs> um, make it a positive experience, even though they took off on you. Make it positive that they're coming back to you, type yep. of thing. Yeah, I saw one guy at the dog park once. His dog, he kept saying, "Come, come, come," wasn't listening. Now, mind you. The dog itself is going to every person but him. It's having fun, whatnot. But finally, he gets the dog and he starts literally just smacking it full force in the face. That's why your dog. In front of everyone. It's like, dude, he's not going to come to you. No, that's why your dog's not going to come to you. (laughs) 
You know, like he's like, someone please tell me, adopt yeah. me. <laughs> I always tell people, yeah, I know. He's like, take me home, please. I always tell people like, if your dog does something that you want it to do, like throw it a party, like oh yeah, throw it a party, celebrate treats, like it's keep treats on you twenty four seven. And it's I know a fanny pack. Oh my god, end of the world. But <laughs> yeah, I wear a little man purse when I yeah, go to the. It's got all my leashes. It's yeah, got all my... I just got a new one, and I'm like, I love it. But like anything the dog that does is positive treat it give it a bunch of cookies chicken put rewards in it that it makes it worth so your dog's not tree motivated but it loves chicken it loves Mm -hmm. beef it loves cheese bring that cheese is a huge one yeah cheese is a big one they die for that stuff shiloh's like (laughs) it's a party whenever there's chicken you know he's like i'll focus on me whenever there's chicken so fable doesn't get treats other than when i'm training with her so that's like the big thing for her right now Mm So reward them when they do good things. Don't, yeah. don't, 100%. when they're doing bad things, don't make it a negative experience mm-hmm. with you. Make it a positive experience with you. You gotta be proactive, not reactive. Exactly. Towards, yes. Yeah. Um, so just because you mentioned a minute ago running at a dog versus, so <laughs> that just reminded me of, of a horror story I had. So I'm just going to jump right into this tell me, one. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. Um, I've got a bunch of horror stories. Luckily, most of them don't involve me. <laughs> Some of them do. But... So this is probably the worst thing I've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be very honest, very, very open about the situation. So Tucker, little Tucker... Little beagle mix. I think uh, beagle and like Frenchy maybe. He's really small. I think I may have met him. But very has, flighty. Has he gone to the starters before? Yeah. Okay, I think I met him. Um, and like anytime I try to get him to come near me, he's just very distant, very like skittish. So I was taking him. They're, the owners are like family friends. I've known them since I've like been born. Um, so like, yeah, I'll take him. First day I pick him up, he poops in the back of the car. I'm like, oh, what is that smell? And I turn around, he's eating it, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> it's like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a hard time. I hate that. Yeah. That's my least favorite <laughs> in the ER when you make a dog that eats its own shit and then it eats also something that you need to make it vomit. Mm-hmm. And then it vomits all that oh, up and then tries continues, tries to eat it. Try to eat it, <laughs> yeah. Why? Exactly. That's what my question is. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's not tasty. So, even in, like, the car, I could notice he was a little, you know, like, putting distance. Mm-hmm. And I think I had him, might have been either a couple weeks or a couple months with very little issues. He was tough to get into the car when it was time to leave. But up until this point, I never really had, like, that big of an issue. So this particular day, it's snowing out. Everybody's having fun. He was playing with the little Boston Terrier, Boston, that I have. Uh, we were up again in the on the hill in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. And so we were there maybe two, three hours. Time to go. Usually around, like, 1230, I wrap up. And so I... Start heading down the hill. Now, typically, I don't need to leash any of the dogs because, I, for some reason, 
Well, not for some reason. Because I care about them. Therefore, they care about me. They listen real well. They go right out the path, right to the car, hop right in. As we're heading down the hill, I look back. You know, I, I, I'm constantly just counting, counting the dogs. And it's like, I just see him up on the top of the hill, his little tiny <laughs> bot. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, we're not doing this right not now, today. And so he he's watching us. And it's just like, all right, he's not coming. So I go up with the leash, you know, walking towards him, not running, nothing like crazy, just walking. And he starts going, you know, the way I'm walking. He turns around basically and is walking away because he's like, yep, nope. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, geez. And this is why you always got to have a plan. <laughs> so luckily I had a plan if this were to ever happen. So first thing I need to do in that situation is get the pack to the car. Because I don't want... Right now, it's one dog not listening and potentially in danger. He's not in danger at the moment. He's in the middle of the dog park. Because they're on a peninsula, thankfully. You know, that area is pretty secure. Yeah, there's no, like, cars running through the middle of it. Thankfully. So it's like... There's only two exits you can get out of there, so... Exactly, yeah. So he's up on the hill. I'm sort of like, all right, there's not much he can get into. Let me get them to the car so that nobody else gets any crazy ideas. And I know that they're safe in the car. So I go uh, down the hill towards the front entrance. And at the front entrance, again, for anyone that isn't familiar with this park, you can either exit straight along like the pathway, which brings you to a little gate. Or you can kind of head off left through the woods, which brings you through like this back entrance to the parking lot. And that's the way I always go. Same as well. <laughs> yeah. So so right before I enter the woods, I just kind of look. He's still up on the hill. He hasn't moved an inch, but I can see he's watching us. And I'm watching him, and it's sort of like this couple seconds of, all right. So I, I go into the woods, get them all in the car, run back to the entrance of the woods. No Tucker. Where did he go? Where is he? How how could... He's playing a game with you. Yep. So uh, one of the women, that's another dog walker, Erin, she was there. So I, I, I got a leash. I go running up the hill, you know, the middle of middle of the dog park. And I'm like, hey, did anyone see Tucker? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm describing them. Oh, yeah, I just saw him. He was on the hill. He's not there now. <laughs> All of a sudden, I hear this very distinct howl, and I know every single one of my dogs, like, voice. It's weird. When you spend enough time with dogs, you start, you know, like, I don't even need to be looking, and I know who's barking at who for, like, what reason. You just, like, learn their language when you spend time with them like that. So I hear this beagly, like, baying, ooh, and it's coming from basically the highway <laughs> to, to put it to put it bluntly um so if you walk out the front entrance you got the parking lot which is maybe if you walk 40 50 feet you then hit like the main roadway which is four lanes of like 50 miles an hour which people shouldn't be driving 50 miles an hour there but they do 
And so, so that's where I hear the howling coming from. And I'm just thinking in my head, oh my God, he's going to die. And so I start running from the hill towards, you know, the, the, the bridge on route 3A. And as I'm running, Aaron's, one of Aaron's little dogs, those little black dogs starts chasing me. And I'm just kicking myself in the ass because I'm thinking like, I, I had to stop so that this dog would stop chasing me. And I'm just sitting there waiting for this dog to go back to Aaron as I'm thinking, shit, 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 I gotta get the, <laughs> yeah. I gotta get the Tucker, but I yeah. can't bring this dog with me. So I had to wait for, you know, that dog to go back to Aaron. And then I go booking it again. And luckily he was not up in the roadway, but he was off the roadway in the woods that's next to the road. And so what I did is as I'm running towards him, I pulled out my phone, called his owner. They live pretty close to the dog park. One of them was home. That way I can get one of them to come over because obviously if he's not going to come out for me, he'll probably come out for the owner. Yeah. And so what I had to do was put myself in a position of being between. So I know he's avoiding me. I have to put myself in the way of danger slash where I don't want him to go. So I went up. Uh, so again, so it's four lanes of crazy traffic. Mm-hmm. And then on either side, it's like banking slopes, like down. Um, so he was sort of in that banking slope. So I put myself on the high ground. I'm up here. I know he's not going to come up the hill towards the highway because I'm up here. And so he just kind of hunkered down and we just waited for mom and dad to get there. That's always smart, um, too. Don't chase the dogs. Yeah, I'm not going to chase them. Either they think it's a game or they're trying to avoid you. Right. And so in this, it's like you just got to know. And so, yeah, so I put myself between, you know, him and danger. And we just waited for, for mom to get in. The second dad got there, he came running right up. And it was like, oh, like this huge weight <laughs> just like. Um, and I feel bad because they still want me to take him, but. It's and not, not even necessarily bring him to the park, but like yeah. watch him here. But I'm just so like traumatized. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard. So, so again, in that situation, yeah, like don't chase the dog. Don't chase it. You want to. You want to. You want to so bad. <laughs> I wanted to chase her so bad. Yeah. Because I know down the street is a, a busy road. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if I chase her, she's going to go. With my luck, she will go down to that busy road. Yep. You make it a game for them if they're that type of dog or you don't chase them at all Mm -hmm. so that was yeah that was probably my worst experience as far as like running my business Mm -hmm. um i think they should replace the gates there honestly yeah they need with like the double door yeah Yeah. and they also need to i just uh, like out on the sides exactly the woods put through all the way yeah i think that it would benefit everybody yeah um, because actually Ted, Ted was killed there, I think a year ago. Um, it wasn't a dog I watched, but a dog I, so his owner, John, mm-hmm. Ted was a border collie and, um, he has a new one, right? Yeah. Charlie. Okay. Yeah. The Irish or British, <laughs> I always call him Irishman. He's British. Um, curly big giant dog i can't think but beautiful dog listened so well like mm-hmm. they the they i was sort of jealous of their relationship honestly just 
beautiful bond between the two of them. He would ask Teddy to sit. He'd sit. He'd walk from the hill to the dumpster and back, and he'd still be sitting there just waiting. But one day he, I think, got wind of, like, a scent. He crossed the highway that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Fine. But on his way back, just boom, instant. Luckily, instant, no suffering. But just something that... It's still shitting. It sucks. There's no... That's the worst. Like, so unexpected. Like, all right, if your dog has cancer and it's diagnosed, at least... You have time not to... At, not at least. Like, that's still yeah. a shitty situation. You still have time to kind of cope. Yeah. Like, with that, it's like... It's... And I you, can't imagine. Yeah. You don't so even that, get a chance to say goodbye. Yeah, that that's the hardest. Him. Yeah. That destroyed him. So his kids ended up getting him a puppy and delivering it to him, little Charlie. And I've met this guy. He's really cute. <laughs> I, I met him when he was nuts. a tiny little baby. Yeah. yeah, he's a little border collie and a he cattle dog. Beautifully. Yeah. So he's goals. I will say he is a goal to you know the amount of obedience he does with this dog. Yeah. But I think it's due to the fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big part um, due to the fear. And it's funny because the only time Charlie doesn't listen to him is when I'm there. <laughs> uh he just he's obsessed with banjo that's his, like his his best friend so anytime i'm there he just takes off and finds me <laughs> and luckily john knows it though so he's yeah. not like worried he just knows up oh, andrew's yeah. here um so that that's always tough with that place because it's like if there was prop if if there was just proper fencing if there's proper fencing and again i don't know i wasn't there I don't know if he's pretty attentive, so I don't want to like, really fault him. But you know, there's always. But I didn't know him before Char- um, Charlie. Before Charlie, yeah. Before Charlie, yeah. You know, with not necessarily with him, but potentially with like other deaths, it's like okay, someone might not have been paying attention, and like a gate would have just prevented that. Exactly. Death. At least like a double door system, you know. Yeah. Yeah. With I mean, there's or not a even a closing. Gate. They can just walk just right clo- out. Yeah, you know? a full close on either end, you know, could prevent a lot of deaths. Yeah. And you know, I even when I've gone there, there's there was a Shiba Inu that was close to the highway, but I couldn't get close to it because if I got closer, that breed's known to not be trustworthy as strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I ran into the road, right. I just pulled my car up and um, at the entrance way, and you know, sat and waited until someone came and the dog finally went to its owner. But mm-hmm. like, it was like within ten, five, five, ten feet of the highway, and I was, I was having a heart attack, and yeah. it's not even my own dog. I've you had know, a few situations. I'm like, like that, I'm gonna know. have to take this dog to the ER. Thankfully, there's one in Weymouth, but like, right. I don't even know this dog is probably gonna bite me. And, you know, <laughs> know. is a sheep in you? Like, yeah. Yeah, my so. dogs are all amped because they're like, it's a dog. Why does it do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like, always pay attention to your dogs, even if, like, no matter what. There's no reason to get caught up in conversation, I feel. Yeah. Like, I feel a lot of people go to the dog park, both for them and the dog. And it's very easy to get, like, caught up in conversation. 
I go for my dog, so I don't talk to people yeah, often. Yeah, exactly. That's me too. Like, I'm, I'm literally there to literally watch the dogs. Exactly. But I, I get so much joy out of watching exactly. them. Exactly. I know? I literally go there and I do laps. I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah. I just do laps and yeah, laps yeah, yeah. and laps. Because I'm like, I got to get my miles and I got to get for myself for one and then for my dogs too. And they're mm-hmm. doing double, triple what I'm doing there. Oh, yeah. half lap, half, or a whole loop is a half a mile. So I'm like... I'm going to get 10 miles myself, and they're going to get 12 miles, 13 miles, yeah. whatever they're getting, running around being goofballs. And <laughs> I think that's how I ended up me- meeting you is just, um, just walking around walking yeah. around in circles and <laughs> Shiloh being like, yeah, take a photo of take me. Take a picture. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're beautiful. <laughs> um, and when I go there, um, I haven't really had many people sign like waivers or anything. I really should. You probably should for liability yeah. reasons. Um, luckily, most of the people are like super good people and they understand. I'm very lucky and I got to stop <laughs> giving into my lucky. luck. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's definitely that expectation when you're at an off leash dog park of potential injuries. Mm-hmm. Not that you should go to the... I see so many posts online. I don't go to the dog park anymore. My dog got attacked. You're blah, blah, probably blah. there on a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, most likely. Go on a weekday. Um, go on a weekday. <laughs> but you should always have that expectation that it can kick off. Yeah. Not that you should expect it to, but it you should know it might. Um. And... Uh... If you go to the park and you think that just because your dog is friendly and listens somewhat, again, somewhat, yeah, I've seen people, even people, they'll go and keep the dog on the leash and that can cause an Because they're dog reactive. Yeah. Leash reactive, sorry. And then it. It's like, well, your dogs. If you're going to go to an off-leash dog park, you need to... Don't bring your intact female. Expect. I know. There was a dog walker the other day with a don't uh, bring your, dog in heat. So <laughs> you can bring an intact female, but don't bring it in heat. Yeah. And then also don't bring a male that's aggressive when a female is in heat. Just yeah. to be safe, you know? Yeah. You never know the situations. Yeah. Uh, and and to all those posts of like oh Stoddard's neck, there's so many fights, blah blah blah. I saw one just recently too. Yeah, like I've probably like I said, I go there like twice a day. I spend like four or five hours there a day. The amount of incidents that I see, especially between my guys and other dogs, is pretty like zero percent. But there's not a whole lot of altercations, and generally when there is one, it's because either... It's a weekend. Yeah, it's a weekend. <laughs> People are either not paying attention, or their dog should not be there. Um, most of the time, it's people not paying attention. Yeah. And uh, I walked into a guy bringing his dog-aggressive dog there, but in a basket muzzle. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, but you're going to ruin a new puppy's experience. Right. I understand you're trying to like, you know, desensitize them to the situation, but mm-hmm. don't don't do it at the expense of another dog. Right. You know, do it in a situation where it's controlled. Your dog's mm-hmm. on leash. His dog was off leash. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you get a muzzle doesn't mean you can't still pummel or cause exactly. fear. Exactly. Yeah. Do it in a 
if you're going to make a positive experience, do it in a situation where you can control it. So a leash um, on Leash Dog Park. There's one literally two minutes down the road, Mm -hmm. Abigail Adams Park. It's on leash only. Yep. Take it there. Walk a few laps. Every time your dog sees a dog, the dog, give it a cookie. Yep. Make it a positive experience. Right. Yeah, that's... Don't obviously give it treats when it's acting aggressively on that leash. Yep. But if it's having a good... You know, reaction. So many. One time Bailey got a few times Bailey was attacked. I, I don't like this guy. And you know, every time, oh, well, it's because she gets in the crouch. My dog doesn't like it. And anytime she'd go after Bailey, he'd, oh, it's okay. And he'd be petting her. And it's okay. It's like, don't reward your, your dog for <laughs> bad behavior. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, like the amount of time I spend there versus the amount of incidents I see is pretty like extreme. Yeah. Which is a good thing. But when there is incidents that people make a huge deal out of, you yeah. know? Yeah, I've seen minor things where it's the people are blowing it over. And then I've seen, I mean, there was one couple. I think they were, again, don't go there on the weekends. This was a weekend. <laughs> this was a Saturday. Because there's a million people. And people think their dog is friendly and it's yeah. not. Oh, this or it's was pro- a- protective of the a certain person and that the person's there. I'm like... Yep. Or in this case, it's a rescue I just got yesterday, and we know nothing about it. It knows nothing about us. I will say a rescue <laughs> is the only excuse for one or two times. Mm-hmm. Don't use rescue as an excuse. Use yep. your, you know, availability to work on that rescue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I people come into the vets all the time, and they're like, "It's a rescue," and they say it for five years straight. I'm like, right. "Okay, it's only a rescue." Until you get it. Yeah. Work on it. rescued it. Yeah. <laughs> Work on it. The first two times it, it's causing an issue, that's its only excuse. You yeah. know, after that, I want to see you working towards bettering the dog. Yep. Don't just use an excuse as, like, a mm-hmm. reason why, like... To, like, condone the... Condone the behavior. Yeah. Exactly. Like, work towards bettering the dog. Mm-hmm. Work toward. I mean, people are like, I don't want to go to behaviorists because they're booked six months out. But in the meantime, you could be doing stuff to try to better the dog. There's a whole bunch of techniques and things you could do. I don't want to use drugs. I'm like, drugs aren't the worst thing. There's a Mm -hmm. lot worse things than having someone be attacked by your dog, a dog being attacked by your dog, a child being attacked by your dog. So is that drugs in the sense to like calm them? Like a exactly, you don't need like something to knock them on their ass. You want something like. Just a, like a glass of wine, you yeah. know? <laughs> Just kind of. That's how I explain it. Take the edge it. off. Exactly. That's exactly how I explain it. I'm like, it's a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. It takes the edge off. It makes training so much easier. So when your vet tells you, you probably should do gabapentin, trazodone, um, there's a whole bunch out there. Like, there's, what's right. um, the human one that people use a lot? I'm trying to think of the word. Benadryl? I don't know. No, not Benadryl. Um drama mean <laughs> starts with z zyrtec no oh, that's Zyrtec. an allergy um, zoloft zoloft is it yep okay i mean don't give like your dog your own yeah. meds but obviously doggy zoloft <laughs> yeah prozac that's another one yeah um don't give your dog again your own meds without discussing with your veterinarian dosages mm-hmm. and stuff right but there's so many meds that make training easier for you and may be recommended by your behaviorist for 
making, and that's something taking the edge off the dog so it doesn't feel like it needs to be constantly anxious. Yeah, we have dogs come in sure. and we call it feel free fear free meds, mm-hmm. and it's called that because for a reason. It's taking the fear from the dog. Right. You know, it's making it a little bit more mellow. Yeah, with the drug, I feel like there's no like with any tool like a shock collar. Sorry, what what's the correct term? Uh, train e collar. E collar. <laughs> I call them shock collars. Cause, I mean, hey, <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> um, like that, or even like a muzzle, which I'm super for muzzles. Banjo wears one a lot. Um, there's definitely a certain aspect of like psychological effects that, especially with psychological shock control, collar, right? Whereas I feel like with meds, it's not something that they're having to react to mm-hmm. like you're going to react to a shock you're going to react to not being exactly. able to bite through a muzzle exactly but you're probably not going to react they're definitely to not a situation like oh you're my god like, i'm oh, on drugs yeah you know? no they don't think like that it's more like that's happening so just kind of whatever you know mm-hmm. it's more like a calming effect okay nice couple glasses of wine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so this this couple, they have a brand new rescue. It's like they've had it like a day. So mm-hmm. A, they know nothing about it. And B, it knows nothing about them. They bring it to an off-leash dog park. What do they do? They let it off a leash. What does it do? It runs up to Teddy, who is there with Rich. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen Rich before. Anyone at Starters Neck pretty much knows him. In the summer, What's he's the dog. Be... I know the people. So dogs. he doesn't have a dog. He's got no dogs. He's he'll the bring older dogs. Guy yeah, he's with often long hair. shirtless. No, nope. oh, short hair. Yes, short uh, hair, I mean, shirtless, sorry, um, shirtless. Yeah, he'll lay with the dogs. Yep. He'll yeah. So he doesn't have dogs, but Didn't he'll bring his dogs pass away, and that's why he still goes. Or yeah, something like he brings that. like his neighbor's dogs and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah, so he's there with this tiny little like four pound dog Teddy, mm-hmm. who who's such a little sweetheart. And this rescue goes up, and it decides Teddy's lunch and bites him in the face rich is covered in blood this dog is oozing it's screaming i think it had to have like all sorts of surgery to like fix its yeah, snout thanks. and stuff and so he he exchanges numbers with them real quick and they take off well they gave him a fake number <laughs> nothing nothing and rich is do? such a nice guy too yeah. like he means so they give him well. a fake number never seen him since and so now all that liability, all that cost, all that everything is now on them, him and slash the owner of that dog, which that sucks. Sucks. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he and means well. So, again, going back to the always have a plan. If that happened to me, I'd be calling that number to make sure it works because I need before your ra- they leave. Yeah, yeah, I need your rabies info. Yeah, it's not a it's not a matter of like, hey, send me it if you get a chance. No, no, no. no. You're sending it to me. And if you're not, if you give me a fake number, blah, 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 I'm taking, I mean, even. Get their freaking license plates. Yeah. Like, yeah, take, I will take follow a picture you of them. Take a picture of the dog and them. Like, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Don't, yeah, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Stand up for your dog. Mm-hmm. If you're afraid to stand up for yourself, stand up for your dog. Because yeah. that dog probably means more to you than anything. Right. So in that case, a simple, quick, just like, let me dial it, would have like been like, whoa, like, how come neither of your phone's ringing? Why yeah. did it go to voicemail? He is older, too, which sucks. Yeah. He and, probably didn't understand. And in that situation, like, again, 
he was covered in blood. Like this dog was bleeding crazy, and it's like it is chaotic. You can. It's very easy to lose track exactly. of like Time, what's going what's on. Happening. Same like a car accident. You know, yeah. treat dog fights like a car accident. Mm-hmm. You know, get the info, call the cops. If you have to, you know, if that's the type of situation. And, you yeah, know, like, what if the dog died? Talk to the people around you. You yeah. want witnesses. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> again, that sucks. There's a million things that could have been done better that would have prevented that. Yeah. But nobody was thinking. No. You know? And dog bites, you don't, that's obviously not like the first thing you're thinking about your own dog. Mm-hmm. Also, think about your own dog in sense of, you know, what are these people going to do to make up for that? Right. Um, and luckily for me, I've never had to deal with anything that extreme where, like, I've got a dog in my care and it's like, oh, shit, I think it's going to die. Yeah. For the most part, like, I've had a few, like, Elsie the other day, she had to have six staples in her paw, seashell. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was a that. seashell, just kind of, whoop, slitter, like a and razor blade. And that happens blade. all the time. Just like ice. Mm-hmm. Some dogs run across, like, a pond that's full of ice. Mm. My aunt, uh, my grandmother's dog, Kona, sliced her paw open. Really? Like, Inter- on ice? On ice. Ice will do just it. Just like a It wasn't little... a smooth ice thing. Okay. It, she was running across the pond. Be careful running, letting dogs run across ponds. Yeah. There are dogs that will drown when the ice is too thin. Yeah. But she was running across the ponds and sliced her paw open while I was watching her. So was obviously. Bleed too. Like the paws. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't even like the paw paw pad. It was like the dew paw. Mm. Uh, dew claw pod. Okay. Pad. There we go. Words. Words. Um, and that was bleeding everywhere. And she had to be in like a sock for a couple weeks. Yeah. Sucks, poor yeah. baby. Well, yeah. I'm like, this isn't worth a vet visit. I will do this at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like in a situation like that, it was like by the time I and Elsie was fine, like she was running around being crazy, being herself. So it was like, Hey, here's what happened, like I'm on my way, are you home? Yeah, yeah I'm home, all right. She just needs to go to the vet, like nothing crazy. Um L she had it once, same thing, like although they not to get super, I don't want to get crazy political here. Elle's family is pretty anti-vax. Poor dog. They got her in like five weeks. They took her from the breeder. They blamed it on all the vaccines, but I'm pretty sure her health issues as a puppy was due to, they're into all sorts of inter- interesting yeah. remedies. So they did nothing other than wrap it, and it took a couple months for her to heal. Whereas Elsie, they brought her to the vet, six staples, a week, two, a week later, she's back. Exactly. That's take all your, it takes. Take care of your dogs. Don't be afraid to go to the vet. Exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with certain holistic stuff, but mm-hmm. don't treat emergency or really bad situations as a holistic thing. It should go to the vet. Yep. Um, what else have I seen? What about Ben? Oh, Ben? Yeah, I forgot him at the park once. <laughs> He's kind of Houdini, so... He's got doggy doors. He's mm-hmm. got a back doggy door and a front doggy door. The back doggy door leads out to a fenced backyard. The fence is probably like waist high, like four feet, plastic. Never escapes from it. Won't jump. Could totally clear it. Never cleared it. Mm-hmm. His front doggy door lets him out to his front porch, which is locked. Or not locked, but it's a door. Mm-hmm. Learn to open the door. No fun. So he'd go out the doggy door to the front porch, open the front door, 
let himself out, go on adventures, and then come home. And I think their neighbors said, hey, like Ben's been, <laughs> Ben's been going on adventures, just so you're aware. Yeah. And so now they have like their doors all like locked up. So he is a little bit of a Houdini. Like he's definitely a wanderer. Like, <laughs> and so I was at the park. Hey, Tuck. I was at the park. We were down at the beach and it was time to leave. So we left. But Ben stayed at the beach. <laughs> and uh, I left 100%. I owned up to it. And I'm driving home from the dog park. And anyone familiar, I get to about Lowe's. So it's not super far from. Yeah. I get a phone call from, from Sandy. Oh, hey, you rubbing on the mic? <laughs> and so San I, I see Sandy's calling. And instantly I knew. I look, look in the back seat. And I'm like, shit, I forgot Ben. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I just got a phone call. He's down on the beach with some guy. She was kind of, she was okay. Cause like, she knows he's, I'm like, I'm right in front of Lowe's. I just left. I'm so sorry. Like I was very yeah. honest with her about like that. I screwed up. Um, so I end up banging a U-turn, flying back. Um, I jump the curb. <laughs> I take a left, jump the curb and go into the parking lot. I've just always to... thought about doing that. But... <laughs> yeah, I did. Cause I was like, fuck it. If a cop's going to pull me over, he's going to pull me over, but I need to get this dog. <laughs> so, so I get there and yeah, he was fine and she was fine. Like, again, <laughs> I was, I was very open like i could have totally been like yeah i'm at the park i'm just on the other side but like i was like no i like i was just on it i'm always honest uh with the, the owners so luckily no harm no foul but it <laughs> happened it happened um i'm sure it won't be the last time either but since then i've learned to always count the dogs before you leave yeah. how many did you come with how many did you leave with <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I could go on forever about crap I've seen. <laughs> the one thing I'll say I've learned out of all the incidents I've seen at the dog park, as far as like dog walkers go, I'm going to specifically speak on dog walkers. If you're looking for a dog walker, don't just go with the first one you see. Yeah, don't. Don't even take necessarily reviews or like what your friend said. Go and watch them. Watch how they work with the dogs. Watch how they That's a good handle advice, the dogs. Right? Yeah. Out of all the crazy things I've seen. And a dog walker should let you do that. If they don't let you do that, then yeah. that's sketchy <laughs> on its own. Yeah. Like literally just go spend an afternoon with them and just see how they work with the dogs. And say to yourself, is that something I'm comfortable with or uncomfortable with? Um, and I feel like that'll weed out most issues you're going to have, yeah. you know, sending your, your dog off. So, yeah. Um, well, we're at two hours. Do you want to continue or do you want to do part two or do you want to... I'm down to continue. Okay, awesome. If you think it's going to be too long for people. No, no, no. I mean, I got plenty more to share, so. I know, that's why I'm like, yeah, oh, what, shit. <laughs> so, so what are you interested in? I guess out of all this stuff that I, I've got, what, uh, uh. Let's see. Photography. Let's talk about photography. Sure, yeah. Um, 
when did you start and why? So I started with my cell phone, mm-hmm. just a Samsung Galaxy. Just like I do, you know, yep. iPhone, just, I'm like... Boop, boop, boop. Hey, look, your dog's having fun. <laughs> and I've always been, like, a perfectionist. I don't want to... Like, if I send you a picture, I want it to be the best it can be. If I send you a... Th- like, I'm, I'm always just trying to, like, be the best I can. So I was like, all right, cell phone's okay. Especially, like, the new smartphones. Like, mm-hmm. they take some crazy good pictures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, with auto, you can just, like, boop. Um, but I was like, let me try to get into something a bit more um, beautiful. Beautiful in the sense of, like, breathtaking. <laughs> you crazy boy. Sorry, I'm just messing with them. <laughs> That's fine. So I was like, all right, let me get a GoPro. Like, they're cheap. They're small. And you can get cool footage with them. So I strapped one to a long PVC tube. And I'd hold it, like, ground level and just... I think I've seen you... Like, yeah, like, I look like a weirdo. I was just walking <laughs> around, like... Um, and I was making music videos with that. And I very much enjoyed the music videos. Because the GoPro could do, like, slow-mo footage. Mm-hmm. And when I first started watching that slow-mo footage back, I started learning so much about dog behavior. That's when you start to pick up on things. What you think is a bite isn't a bite. Mm-hmm. What you think is mean isn't mean. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. So I was like, wow. I want to keep making videos, but I want them to be better than the GoPro. So I got this, you know, spent like 6K on a crazy video camera that's pointed at you right now. Yeah, I know. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and started doing like cinematic dog music videos um really starting to get into like the artistic aspect of it because i knew okay let's record i knew that i was gonna learn but i also wanted to like pursue the art so it was like this dual purpose of like i want to make beautiful art and i want to learn what the hell dogs are saying and doing i'm assuming this is the canon Yep. So that, yeah, the EOS R6. Yeah. So basically, my, I got a Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 6K, and that just does video. Mm -hmm. It can take pictures, but it's not really good at taking pictures. pictures, Yeah. yeah. It's really dedicated for video. And so the music videos, the turnaround time was like a week. And so I was like, I need something that'll just fill the space a bit quicker so i was like let me get into like photography so that's why i got the canon mm-hmm. was mostly for pictures um and the canon r6 is very good for like animals mm-hmm. it's got like eye detection and all this that's crazy nice, yeah. yeah um and it's been a hobby and like it's blown up into like i'm going to like the bark club in weymouth yeah. like i've gone a couple photos so. <laughs> yeah like i'm doing all these doggy events and it's it's been something that i've gotten a lot of positivity out of in my life but it's also been a creative outlet for me yeah so it's something i'm very passionate about but it's all people always say, oh yeah we got a professional photographer and i'm like i'm not a pro- I, I don't make my living off photography <laughs> it's just a hobby <laughs> um what's your favorite camera of all of them so far favorite camera 
Or I'm, video camera. You yeah, know. I really like the, the Black Magic. Um, Is that that one? That, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it taught me a lot just from a, like, uh, audiovisual aspect. Because mm-hmm. like, the footage comes out and you'd look at it and you'd be like, why did you spend so much on this camera? Everything's, like, gray. There's no color. Mm-hmm. But that's what lets you, like, yeah. bring all of that out. Yeah. Like, if you take a picture and the blue's too blue, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. If it's, like, a... Sorry, for all the photo people know what I'm talking about. If it's a JPEG. If you take a JPEG, you can't really edit it. Yeah. The blues are the blues. The whites the whites. But with these cameras, they come at such a flat image that instead of it being processed, you have to do all the processing. And so I've just learned how to, I don't know, work with light, work with, it's been a hobby, something I think I'll probably do forever, but uh, not as like a profession, more of just, more just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What events have you um, photographed at, I guess I should say? Yeah, so I did... Most recently, yesterday, I had a real estate agency that hosted a, like, sipping shop. They had a bunch of these vendors. Um, like and one. did they have alcohol and I wasn't invited? Like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, was it was this? amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> they had, like, all these, like, vendors that, like, had, like, one lady, she made, she took lap- lobster traps mm-hmm a rope from lobster traps and she makes doormats out of them oh, that like cool. won't blow away it's yeah just all sorts of crazy like little crafts like that and so i went took a bunch of pictures a bunch of dogs came i took a bunch of dog pictures <laughs> um i've done sled dog race which was insane yeah just absolutely crazy you mentioned that a bit at the last um podcast, yeah but the, the the beauty, the reason I love the pictures and the video is because when I slow it it's down, so raw. yeah, you get to though see every little muscle and how the dogs they're not even thinking yet at the speeds they're running, the way every little muscle twitches and they yeah. work in unison, like it's beautiful. It's it's un- unbelievable. Um, so that was that was eye opening, just seeing the intensity of those dogs. Um, yeah. The Bark Club, they're a dog shop in Weymouth. Mm-hmm. One of the only shops I go to, they're the best. Huge shout out, Bark Club. Go there if you're from Weymouth. Check it out. Get your dog groomed and washed. Um, I I've still done... need to visit it, but I know the person who owns it, and she's badass. So. Yeah, yeah, lesbian couple owner, so like you can like support multiple facets <laughs> there. You get the dogs and the LGBTQ. Uh, but... Yeah, they're amazing. So they, I did their grand opening. I did photos, and then mm-hmm. recently I had a Christmas like Grinch. I made it. Yeah, the Grinch photo shoot, which I had to get these done instead, you know, <laughs> and run the dogs right beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so they throw, yeah, they throw awesome events. And then there's a indoor dog park, JB's indoor dog park. I've never been there. Yeah. Is it like a nice, like a big it's area? Pretty or? cool. It's not necessarily, and this isn't me giving them a negative but it's not something I'd necessarily bring my border collies to because they need to roam. Yeah. And like, but if you've got a puppy. It's good. Um, great socialization. socialization. Yeah. If you've got a dog that will run off, again, this is indoors. 
if it's raining out, if it's snowing out, you don't want to deal with that. It's perfect. Um, so they've had a few, like, they had a Great Dane meetup, an Australian Shepherd meetup. I think I've seen your photos from Yeah, that. so, like, I'll go to their events and just, I just do, I don't even, so all these events I've done, I just go to. For, for Like, I don't even mm. charge. I don't care about, really. Yeah. A lot of photographers probably look at me like, what the hell, man? And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just taking Living pictures my best for free. Life here. Like, um, mostly, I think, because I enjoy giving back to the dog community because they've given me so much. I've appreciated it myself, yeah. so like, I know. I'm just like, let me just give back because all these people are so, like, amazing. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, like, more and more events. Yeah. Um, that's something that I, I absolutely love, just how happy people are to see such beautiful pictures of yeah. their their dogs, you know. It it makes me feel appreciated. Again, going back way back to the beginning of our conversation. When I was at BU helping Dr. so and so with their keyboard and he's like, "Come on, I'm a doctor in surgery. I need the It's just like no pride felt like I had no purpose. Yeah. Whereas now it's like I'm making all these people happy. I yeah. feel like I've got a purpose, mm-hmm. you know. Um so the photography has just helped me learn and grow my dogs. Yeah. You know? Now I'm curious. Um, what's your favorite and least favorite dog breeds to photograph and or your favorite versus least favorite breeds yourself? Yeah, so I'm a sucker for working dogs. Mm-hmm. Any type of working dog. Yeah. Um, count me in. <laughs> Anything drooly. You don't no. want a big mastiff nope. looking in your face, you nope. know? Mastiff, your camera. Nope. 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 I'm good. Doofies. I like them. I, so From I, afar, I, you know? <laughs> I absolutely love taking pictures of drooly dogs because at a really high shutter speed, you can freeze the drool and it just is like, ooh. I think there's a dog named Willow. Um, yeah, Great Pyrenees. She loves Shiloh and every time <laughs> yeah. we run into her. I think I've seen her with you guys a couple times. I don't know if she's specifically with you or just walking with her. Usually owner, she, she likes to hang out with us. Yeah. yeah. I've seen her a couple of times. And I'm like, look at her living her best life. But that drool, man. <laughs> uh, so, like, I love taking pictures of the drool because it brings out, like, character. Yeah. But I don't want to deal with the drool. <laughs> um, yeah, but definitely, definitely, like, working dogs, hunting dogs, like, uh, Gunther the Springer Spaniel I watch I absolutely love watching him like try to get ducks yep he's never gonna get him out in the ocean he's gonna try though <laughs> yeah, he's he very tries. best he'll get like five feet then they'll fly away and it's like Gunther come back <laughs> I know uh, the little dogs hit or miss with me it really depends on the dog itself yeah I wouldn't say like I don't I'm the same way. I'm very particular about certain small dogs. Like, some chihuahuas I like, some do- yeah. chihuahuas I don't. I'd say I'm more of a personality versus, like, breed. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. um, even, even my two borders. Yeah. Polar opposites. Oh, yeah. Same breed. When when I look at them, it's like, yep, they both want to work. They both have the stare. They both have similar obsessions. But personality-wise, one loves the snuggle, one hates the snuggle. Oh, yeah. I have like, uh, Jetta, who's my angel baby, but she's, you know, 
more of like a daddy's girl than mm-hmm. for me. And then Shiloh is a mommy's boy, <laughs> but he's crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then Fable is just like perfect, you know? I can't yeah. say anything bad about her because she's still a puppy, but. Yeah, yeah, they all have their, even though they're similar, they can be very, very different. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's definitely. Like, I don't like. I had a, like I mentioned in the last one, I had a real issue with, like, and this isn't specific to doodles, mm-hmm. but a lot of doodles are crazy. But I, I don't like when I've got my pack and they're all calm and a crazy dog comes into the pack and they're whining and they're all like, they just get it kind of like, it's like, will you bring your dog out more often, please? Because it's just getting everybody riled up. Exactly, Um, exactly. So yeah, definitely. What's been your uh, dream dog? I'm just curious. Dream dog, yeah. I've wanted a, so as a angsty, edgy teenager (laughs) who was bullied, the idea of a Czechoslovakian wolf dog was always like high on my my list it's like let me get this cool dog that's pretty much a wolf super badass it'll scare everyone but like that's why it's the perfect dream dog I feel for that. me because it realistically it's not gonna fit in with what I'm currently doing I was like I want a wolf dog but yeah. I end up with wolf hounds you know yeah. <laughs> like I think there's just some sort of like primal aspect of like yeah. thinking back to like the primitive yeah. and, like, like they're badass we'll give it that like, yeah. they're badass so that yeah the Czechoslovakian wolf dog but sadly they're illegal in Massachusetts oh are they yeah okay. wolf dogs are illegal in Massachusetts interesting yeah yeah I've seen some pictures too they're big yeah they're Scary. cool. Yeah. And I've been involved in like rehab incidents where a person's had like a wolf dog or a coy- coyote dog or whatever they want to call it. And, you know, mm-hmm. legality reasons, it's not the greatest situation for them or the dog because it, it ends up getting put down or put in a sanctuary. So, That's sad, yeah. More, more likely than not. Imagine guys. they're really tough because they're so like wolfy. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you'd honestly. Exactly. Don't call your husky a wolf, by the way, because <laughs> that's going to get it put down yeah. in Massachusetts, oh, at least. Yeah. Huh. Be like, it's a wolf dog. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool, you know. <laughs> and then here's the state, Mass Fish and Wildlife. I'm here to put down your dog because it's illegal to have it, you know. Oh, that's scary. It, it happens a lot more yeah. often than thought. Wow. not. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. I was just <laughs> trying to be cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted one, but it's realistic, yeah. I think there's even, like, a wait list. But that's it's something, yeah, dream. It's the perfect dream, dog. I I'll never like... have it, but I'll always dream about if it. If you move out of Massachusetts, you could. <laughs> yeah. You know, Florida, Texas, wherever they keep, like, the large cats or whatever. Yeah. Um. And real quick, actually, I want to go over, like, because I mentioned always have a plan. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few plans written down. Okay, let's hear them. Yeah, so let's say you've got a dog that ran off like Tucker. Mm-hmm. And that's only happened once. Mm-hmm. Don't want it to ever happen again. Mm-hmm. But I know it potentially might, so I always have the plan. So, again, get the rest of the group to the car. I want them to be safe. Correct. I called the owner on the way to the car. Also correct. Um. Grab a leash, treats, exactly. get to his last known location. Yep. yep. And if he's flighty instead of a wanderer, don't chase him. 
Instead, put yes. yourself between them and danger. Exactly. Put yourself where you do not want that dog to go. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, now, if a dog is, did not run off, but he's kind of like misplaced, mm-hmm. uh, my plan there is to just kind of wander around until they find me. Happens all the time, and they always exactly. end up like linking back. Yep. Uh, a lot of the dogs like to like, they Circle like live back. in a bubble. Yep. You know, like they circle. Yeah, they know where I am. They might be in the woods. I can't see them. I've but. had that happen with Jetta and Kona, my grandmother's dog. Jetta ran off after a deer at um, <laughs> Southfield. She's a hunting dog, so yeah. she's gonna go after deer. And a puppy, so no recall. Like not the best recall. Not the. She's really good. She is really, really good. I cannot give her enough praise. But deer, something about them, she's... She's right in their DNA, I bet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she's, she has a lot of southeastern breeds, which is hunting breeds in her, so I'm guessing that's why and why I wanted her so much, even though she's a rescue. Is that recording? I don't even know if this is recording anymore. I hope so. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> if is not, it? we got this one. <laughs> is it, is it that's a red bubble. No, there's no red bubble. Red bubble. Okay. Um, I mean, we're not at three hours, so. (laughs) Fingers crossed, you know. Um, It's all right. We'll edit it in post. (laughs) But she's she's amazing. Like I said, she's my angel baby. She's Mm -hmm. perfect in every single way. Raising her up as a puppy, hunting with her, perfect. Deer, I don't know. (laughs) Wires crossed somewhere. Yeah. She's got to chase them. She's got to get them. She's got to prove. Is it a sight them. or is it when she picks up on their scent? Sight. 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 So down in Southfield, which is like Hingham, Rockland, some other town, all meeting in one. Um, it used to be an old Naval base. And I run my dogs there a lot, mm-hmm. except for during the summer because the ticks are ridiculous because it's tall grass. Yeah. Um, during hunting season, I go down there a lot because it's cooler, no ticks. Um, we had a deer literally run across our path like 50 feet in front of us, and she went off, and there <laughs> yeah. was no way calling her off. And Shiloh was just a puppy, so he didn't know any better, but he chased after her. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to lose her for good. I was like, oh. there's a train station like right down there. I'm like, she's going to get hit she's by gone. a train. She got caught up with a deer up on a hill and it kicked her with a back leg <laughs> and she fell down the hill but she went right back up the hill and chased after it and I was beside myself yeah. I was going crazy and I was sprinting as fast as I could and I got to that area and she comes out wandering out of the woods limping I'm like oh my god she has a broken <laughs> leg she has a broken back yeah. that Deer kicked her in the right in the fucking like <laughs> side, like oh my god. Thankfully, I I literally like I carried her all the way back to the car and I sat her down so I can unlock my car and she starts walking around fine. It's I'm like fine, you, yeah. you. Yeah, they're big babies a lot of the time. Child was like, oh my god, this is the best time of my life. What is <laughs> everyone's running? I'm playing. Yeah, like yeah. we're running around. We're running back to the car. Thriving like thriving on the chaos. Exactly, he's thriving <laughs> off a of chaos, and I'm like having a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, she was fine, and I. I thought I was going to lose her, like, yeah. at my own, like, instincts. Right. I was, like, knowing her, she would chase that deer to the end of time. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, thankfully, 
and not thankfully she got kicked by the deer and she was sore she's like i quit yeah she's she was like limping and whining and sitting down and not wanting to walk and i was like i'm gonna have to go to the er and at the time i didn't even work at the er so i was gonna get charged extra and i'm like it's so much money i only have insurance on shiloh right now because he has long legs and he's breakable and i'm like i'm gonna get insurance now oh man yeah so Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah, always important to have a plan, you know. Exactly. Have a dogs plan. run off. It happens. It happens, even you, to the best trained dogs. Yeah, you want to know, though, what you're going to do before it happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What is your plan? You don't want them to run off and then go, crap, what do I do? <laughs> um, then if a dog's injured and if it needs to get to the vet, like I knew Elsie when she cut her paw, she's going to need to go to the vet. The seashell, yeah, the seashell just went whoop, but I knew it wasn't like life threatening. I know, okay, you're not gonna die. Die right the second. If it's not life threatening, still go to the vet ASAP. But no, it's gonna be a little bit of a wait. You know, it's if a cut paw, actively bleeding, we'll see it sooner rather than later. But Mm -hmm. like, if it's not actively bleeding, it's just sliced open. It's gonna need stitches. We're gonna get it done. You know, bring a book. Exactly. Bring yeah. a book, <laughs> please. Tablet, whatever. Yeah. Don't bother us. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we're not gonna get your pet done. <laughs> yeah. So, like, with that, it's sort of just like get her home, make sure they know what's happening, and we'll just like get it taken care of. Exactly. Now, if it wasn't her hitting a seashell, let's say it was like a dog that attacked her. I kind of touched on it earlier. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get all the info. Get the you know, info. That's the number one important thing. Get all so. the info. Because your dog can have internal trauma rather than external trauma. Yep. Even if it seems like your dog's okay, your dog could be bleeding internally. And that's why I see a lot of, too, is mm-hmm. a lot of pressure wounds which are bleeding internally. So a lot of hit by cars, they may look fine on the outside, but they're bleeding internally. Right. Yeah. And there's probably is there not much you can do with... So th- there is things, surgery, there, you know, yeah. try to help your dog. But, you know, unless we, you get it there right away. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of like, do. so I've never had a dog in a life-threatening situation. Thankfully. My, my <laughs> pl- yeah, my plan would probably be similar. Like, get to the car, mm-hmm. get it in the car, get on that phone while you're going, you know, and just. Exactly. Just be, go. Be honest. Be responsible. Exactly. That's it. So, um, Awesome. Well, there's a million more things we could talk about, but we do have to wrap it up at yes, some point. Yes, so we don't so bore you guys. What so. we will do is we will save some of the stories we didn't go through, and we'll save them for a later time. Yeah, So N- till next week. Awesome, perfect. All Thank right. you. Night. All right, good night, bye. <laughs>